on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. The bros are back after their first show off in decades to finally discuss what they thought of the Book of Boba Fett premiere. These two lazy bums will break down the important moments you may have missed while also providing hints at what may come next in Boba's new story. There's a good chance things will get braggadocious as well, so prepare to listen to some over-the-top gloating. There's a good chance the team will talk about a bunch of random stuff too before they hit the fan segment, which returns with the question of the week responses and a special edition of the top five, which will be a top ten to honor the past two weeks of artist features. Punch it, Chewie! Everybody, woohoo! The SWTS is back. It's 2022. We gave everyone the double bird last week so we could take <laughs> the first week off of the year. And I'll tell you what, I, I needed it, Nick. It was, I mean, don't get me wrong. You're like, this is like a highlight of my week. You know, I get to talk to a like minded individual about Star Wars, video games, pop culture, all that fun stuff. So, you know, I, 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 I miss that. And it's not like I have many friends left after all the shit that's gone down the past, well, these past two years, but really the, the, the past six years or so. So Nick's like the one guy, you know, that, that's my, my <laughs> bro talk for the week. So I did, I did obviously, you know, miss getting that in, but I, I don't know what, it, I, it wasn't COVID, at least based on all the fucking tests I've taken over the past 10 days or whatever, but I, I got hit with something for the first time in almost two years. You know what I mean? Oh man. Like, and yeah, the, the first illness in, yeah, in a while. And it wasn't, I don't, you know, I was like, oh, well, this isn't woe is me, but it just, it, it had been so long that even having a sore throat and a cough and sniffles is like, fuck, this sucks. Like, I remember how bad this shit used to blow and it's been so long since I've had it. And now that something's back, it's like, man, I guess I'm all right staying in my house wearing masks and all that fun stuff. But um, so I, I had some of that last week. The, the cough is still with me, but that was an, that was another reason we kind of missed last. Uh, we were going to do it last Wednesday if we did anything. But uh, after the premiere of Boba Fett, which, hey, I think we've all come to the uh, understanding that it was a. I'm going to call it a lackluster premiere. Uh, I think some of my initial comments to our Discord, again, we'd love for fans of the show to join our Discord. Uh, I'm active in it throughout the week. Remember, Nick retires from socials after Tuesdays. <laughs> but I, I get in there with the diehards like Tones and, and Bat, and you know we were, we were kind of talking after the premiere of Boba. And I think the one theme we had in our Discord was right there. It, it didn't really have an oh fuck moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like what we've been spoiled with through the the, the Mandalorian. But hey, we'll, we'll yeah. get to Boba Fett. Trust me, that's our our main topic today. Probably the only topic, only topic. today because, <laughs> yeah. um, as I was telling Nick before we turned the mics on, I I just had like 15 days of living my best life. All right, and that meant kind of 
turning the iMac off, barely checking socials, not giving two fucks about, oh, they're shooting Acolyte in November. You know, it's like I, I usually am all caught up in that hysteria throughout the week. So it was nice to kind of turn it off. But it's back to real life. You know, last week is is like a dead week for most humans. It really is like the, the week in between Christmas and New Year's. It's I, I don't even know why people pretend to go to work and all because no one's oh, doing yeah. shit. That's that's productive, but we're out of it. The realization that real life is returning is coming back to me, <laughs> even though I still have this week and next week. But yeah, uh, you know, if you're on the live stream, you can you can look at me. I have I have lived my best life. I mean, look look at my beard, look at my neck beard. I, I haven't trimmed or shaved in <laughs> weeks. My hair, like not that I have much, but I'm going for the bozo, the clown look because I haven't got it buzzed. It's like all puffing out on the sides and staying bald on the top. And I probably gained about 15 pounds just eating and uh, drinking a couple beers every night. So it's today is like a, it's almost like I'm going to rehab today, Nick. Today yeah, is like yeah. a, a detox from the holidays or, or the two weeks that I just kind of let loose. And that's because, you know, little kids back in school, wife's back to work. So dad's at home hanging out in the basement wearing his Boba Fett hoodie that is his mom scored for him for christmas that's a good score i mean we talked about how fast those things sold out when they came out so the fact that she got one's impressive i felt i felt horrible man she's like yeah i saw you were posting about it. i was like well thanks i didn't think anyone gave a shit about star wars time that's great that my mother at least looks at it and she's like i stayed up and as soon as it hit midnight i got on and they're all sold out and then they only had a small and heather said you probably wouldn't wear small and i'm like what, what the fuck is she talking about my my mantra is small is how we ball all right small is how we ball that's all i wear i wear small hoodies small long sleeve that don't fit small tees it doesn't matter it's got to be small so yeah i'm wearing it right now this is a week straight of wearing the boba fett hoodie uh i i love it even the smalls like wearing a a sleeping bag for someone of a short stature like myself so uh, i don't know if i'll go out in it but it's damn damn comfortable especially the uh the sleeping bag soft material at the top so that that was a probably one of my bigger gets hey there buddy how was your first day back good good yeah all right you need something no no just saying hi yeah. see everybody watching us here yeah. <laughs> there's nick yeah we're, we're talking about christmas and boba fett yeah yeah got something i actually want chocolate ice Oh, you want chocolate ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. I think you'll have to go out in the garage to get it. Okay, Daddy. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Some chocolate. Her, her ice mother's cream. home, by the way, but she knows if she comes to Dad when he's on the desk, he'll say yes to anything. Like, yeah, so. yeah, sure, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> God, Smart I love kid. it. So. How about you, man? Any any like good good gets over Christmas? I know uh, when we broke two weeks ago, you're kind of bummed out because of the. Uh, you're going to have to leave Taylor at home for the holidays, which was shitty. But how did, did things turn around at all? Did you get like a, an M60 or a, you know, <laughs> any, anything crazy from your Louisiana uh, family? No, no. Lots of gift cards for, for stuff that we can use around the house. So uh, we'll definitely put those to use. I mean, and that that was mainly it, just the uh, gift cards and stuff. But it was, I mean, it was good to see the family again. It was the first time that I got to see... Uh, some of my extended family since COVID started happening. So two years, basically. 
Um, so it was nice to get to see everybody again. Um, but yeah, I mean, nothing too special. Taylor had a good time by herself, you know, just kind of hanging out. Didn't have to worry about the stress of having parents back in town and stuff like that. So she was able to have a nice, relaxing uh, five days. She didn't have to listen me. to your dumbass through the yeah. Star Wars time show, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just a, a whole house to herself. So that was that yeah. was good. But um, yeah, I mean, the only things that that I really got into uh, was Matrix Resurrection. So I went to see that in Louisiana with a couple of my friends from high school. And then uh, I'm not sure if we talked. I don't think we talked No Way Home before uh, the last show. But yeah, because you had you had just seen it, I believe, before we broke. But we didn't we didn't yeah, really dive into it. spoilers. Yeah, yeah. So No Way Home, Matrix Resurrections. I played. I've been playing a little bit of Battlefield 2042, just because it's free. Like I, since I have like the Game Pass Ultimate. I have EA Play, I, I think is what it's called. Yeah, I have like yeah, EA's get, thing is built that. into it. And you have like a 10 hour free trial of Battlefield 2042. So I've, play, I've been playing that a little bit. Spoiler alert. It's a buggy mess that has very little content in it. But I mean, I guess if you like, you know, military shooters, then it's something for you to do. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's really been about it for me. You know, uh, got back so in. And then what do you I think to, of Matrix then? Because I've I've seen it twice at this point. I pushed yeah. out and did the home stuff. It was just it was easier. I made it out to the theaters. That's probably what, where I got sick, to be honest with you. Uh, but I did yes. watch it twice at home to just really kind of sit there and Take study it, it and consume it. And I, I'll be honest with you, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I, I like how it kind of makes fun of itself in the beginning and and fun of critics of Matrix in general. Uh, the questions it kind of pokes and, and brings up uh, yeah. i do think some of the uh, stunt scenes are beyond chaotic and poorly shot i, I feel like some yeah. of the scenes they didn't even grade it's like someone just recorded on their phone and we're like yeah just throw in the fucking previs <laughs> um but overall i i think it for what it had to do and and tell a brand new story about Neo and Trinity while also not completely retconning one through three. I think it did a damn good job. I mean, it it incorporated the entire trilogy, so it didn't. You know, I I, I think before they're like, is this like a spiritual reboot, or they're like, oh, this is the direct sequel of Matrix, and no, it's not. I mean, it it yeah. fully accounts for Matrix one, two, and three. Yeah, in the in the best way they can with what those you know movies put out. And, and I do think it kind of puts a, it could end on this film with a nice little bow, like a, yeah. a, a happy little ending, if you will. So I, I enjoyed it as well. I feel like it was the, it's the second best Matrix behind the original. Um, I agree that apparently like one of my friends is a Matrix like enthusiast he wrote his senior thesis in college on the matrix like he knows everything about the franchise i agree with you that some of the fight scenes were pretty bad and according to him like lily is is really the like the fight master of the two of them like she was the one who handled kind of like the fight sequences and you know stuff like that for the original trilogy okay. so with her not in it that's why all the fighting shit kind of looked wonky I mean, even and you can't even say it's like age because 
fucking Keanu Reeves has awesome fight scenes in John Wick and those movies like just came out. So it's not yeah, because he's old. It's because Lana didn't, that's not really her forte. Um, I, I really enjoyed how they, how they took pieces from every movie, like you said, and incorporated them. Cause it would have been very easy for them to just say like, okay, well, two and three weren't as well received as one. So we can just kind of do a reboot, but they didn't, they, they kind of, and, yeah, you, you know, they they ended it. They could this could be the end, like you said. So I enjoyed it. I definitely want to see it again. If you haven't seen it, um, I would recommend that you watch it and then like watch it again on HBO Max. So either like go to the theater and then watch it again on HBO or see it twice, because there probably are things that you would need to see again. Like, for example, I want to watch it again, put subtitles on. I don't want to like spoil anything for those people who haven't seen it. But there is one scene in there where having subtitles on would be a huge help because uh, you you pretty much can't understand anything that that one of the characters is saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was really enjoyable. It told a good story and without like, yeah, you know, it, disregarding it, it makes, anything. In the past. It makes sense for as much as a Matrix property can make sense. Like it actually it feels like it fit within the world they created way back in 99. Yep. And like I said, it, it, it does not discount or retcon anything from one through three. And I, I, I think uh, it, probably even on this show, I think I had a prediction win, a speculation win in what they were doing with Neo and or Trinity. Yeah. I think There's, that was the one that kind of said that they may, you know, we saw them cart off in Matrix 3. You never know what those machines are going to get into with their organic batteries. So, <laughs> you know, I, I always, you know me, I'm a fucking shithead. I'm a narcissist to the 10th power. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good at fucking predicting stuff based on trailers and little, little drivels of footage. And yeah, we. I, I'm gonna get on my soapbox again when we get through the book of Boba Fett, because, hot damn, I was, maybe even three for three on my bold predictions just after watching the first, thirty three minute episode, which is ridiculous <laughs> for premiere, but whatever, we'll get there. Um, yeah. So um, Matrix, I I beat Halo Infinite. I I still stand by that I really enjoyed the game, but man, that fucking story is bullshit. Okay. <laughs> bullshit like e- even more bullshit than halo 5 like it's just like r- really this was the <laughs> this was the this is why we're doing this it, it was just it was dumb i mean that's disappointing to hear because i've yeah but I've it, played it a little it, bit more but you you, you still it. like i don't know how many missions in but you, you hit this one mission and it's pretty much you're locked in it till the end they don't give you one of those warnings like some open world games do like hey yeah if you get in this, you you probably could maybe if you find like a a banshee or something, fly to the other islands. But for right now, you're fucking stuck here, and you need to go there. And, and I kept feeling compelled to go through it, but there's a moment where you you start to realize like, yeah, that this is the story. It, it, it's no longer compelling. It's no longer I want to go figure out what's happening. I know what's happening, and it's just like. I guess if we're going for Halo 7, 8, 9, now things are going to be staged and set up for that, but it didn't really add much to the um, lore in general, nor did it add much to Master Chief, but I I still love the game. I thought it was a a fantastic return 
to form for the most part, but really, I, I don't think there's been a great Halo story since Halo 4. That's what I was going to say. Uh, like, the 343 started off strong with Halo 4, and then, I mean, at least in terms of storytelling, 5 and Infinite have really fallen flat with the fan base, which is surprising, yeah. considering how well, you know, I guess you would say, like, how well received and how oh, like dude, strongly I mean, they, loved they had a, one two and three not were. that i'm a not that i'm a master of star wars eu like when it was the eu but halo had that body of work i mean we're talking yeah. i would say at least double double digit novels to flesh out some of the lore some of chiefs some of the forerunner stuff uh, there were comics it, it did like a star wars visions thing a few years ago where they took shorts to kind of tell the story uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I, I still thoroughly enjoy the game. And I, if I, th I think if I was younger and was still really into keyed into multiplayer, I would, I'd be still be like, Oh, Halo infinite. I can't wait to go play multiplayer. got to get in there, increase my rank, battle pass this, that I just don't give a shit about that type of stuff. So, uh, got through that. And, uh, I guess I'm going back to mass effect, which, Hey, you're going to be able to play now. Cause it's coming to games pass on the six. I saw uh, that. Mass Effect Legendary Edition, buddy. So there you go. Now you can be like me and play uh, I, twelve year old games for an entire year straight. I will not be playing that. <laughs> I, there's too many other things that I still have. Like I still have to beat Halo Infinite. I'm I'm very close to the end of Ratchet and Clank, and then um, I still have to play like Horizon Zero Dawn. Like finish that. So I mean. I, I don't know. I just don't feel like the pull to play Mass Effect again. But who knows? Like maybe if it's free and in front of my face, then I will. So, well, I'm, uh, I'm, I, and now that I beat Halo, I mean, I think I'm going to go back and get all as many pickups as I can. I'm not going to fuck around with the audio logs because they're not marked on a map. Yeah, uh, but I still, I still just like running around the world, even post end game, and you know, shooting fucking banished and little shithead grunts and hunting down some of the yeah the uh, bounty targets so uh, yeah i mean i just i really these past two weeks since the last time we talked i mean kind of took my foot off the star wars gas pedal obviously got up super early last wednesday for the book of boba which we will be breaking down here soon i promise you uh, but just did a lot of laying around, hanging around, watching old franchises. I mean, I, I took the family through the full Fast and Fur Furious just to show them like how crazy shit starts to get. Dude, it gets nuts around like five. Like, yeah, I think that's yeah, because really five goes is when the rails. rock shows up and, and, and it's more or less when they start becoming more of like the, the spy unit than just yeah. street racers for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but by the time, again, when you get to nine and the motherfuckers take a Pontiac Fiero to space. I have not I mean, seen nine yet. <laughs> it's just, it's fucking brilliant. Like, we can sit here and make fun of it, but we all love it in some capacity. Like, I am excited. This is no bullshit. I am excited for Fast 10. Like, to the point where I'm like, hey, Dwayne, just get on the phone with Vin. Let's get this shit shot because I need see, to see Fast 10. Did you see that that The Rock came out and said, he literally basically said, like, fuck you to Vin Diesel. He's like, I'm not doing that movie. And he's like, Vin Diesel's gaslighting all of you. So that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty sure he's he was done after eight. And yeah. once he got a spinoff with um, Jason, Jason Statham, Statham. But... Yeah, you know, they're going through the Harry <laughs> Potters because the kids, 
She's getting Pretty that age to where like that can like that's appropriate for her, right? Because like yeah, Harry well, Potter shit starts to get dark like right in the middle. Oh well, that's why you know we're bad parents. I showed her like the whole franchise probably when she was four, like three and a half, four. Um, but back then, I'm realizing now like little people brains they they don't work back then. Like she doesn't remember jack shit. Yeah. In terms of like what movie she's seen, like I I would argue she barely remembers the plot of Star Wars at this point in time. She probably doesn't. Yeah, I mean, no, it's been such a no. long time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I went through, uh, we did some Harry Potters because I want to watch that 20th anniversary deal that just came out on HBO Max. That looks pretty cool. Um, a lot of board games. That's fun. You know, I, I have a feeling this yeah. conversation's kind of stupid, so we'll transition to Boba soon. But it was nice to kind of just get back into playing board games, some Yahtzee. You know, drinking some bourbon. No bourbon tonight, though. No, that's what I, I, I have to keep. It's like a mantra. I just have to keep repeating it. No bourbon tonight. No bourbon tonight. No bourbon tonight. So I don't know. It was, it was a good two weeks of pretty much doing nothing and accomplishing nothing. Uh, if you are a super fan, you remember before the break, I got a, a new 8K receiver and I was talking about a rewire project and how that may be good for me. Something to look forward to. Well, I, I can come back and tell you now it was horrific. <laughs> it was it was a horrific experience. It gone. ended up taking eight fucking hours to get done. Uh, I finally finished hooking, like plugging the last cable in around like eleven o'clock. I'm like, all right, finally. Now I gotta go through all my OCD video and audio testing. You know, setting up the calibrations and crossover levels correctly. And I turn the fucking thing on, Nick, and it keeps going. No source detected. Oh, no, no source detected. <laughs> Mind you, people, the reason this took eight hours is I should post the picture. I'll post it to the Discord if I remember. I completely gutted my entertainment center. I took out every console, every set-top box, the old receiver. I ripped up all, I took out all the HDMI cables, all the power, everything was ripped out. I, I, I hand-wrote labels for every power cable, every data cable, every HDMI, every speaker. I did banana plugs for the speaker. Everything's hooked up. I'm like, finally, this sucked, but it's finally done. I'm going to have AK capabilities. The, the Xbox Series X is going to run at 120, and it's going to have the, you know, the, the VRR, all this shit. Woo! No signal detected. I, I'm not kidding, my friend. I, I had like a mini breakdown. I, I started like almost moaning like, Why? Why? I mean, I know I'm a, I'm a, I'm kind of off the rails. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm different than a lot of you. <clears throat> but if you spend eight hours rewiring shit, and then when you go to hit the magic button, and it essentially just goes poof, what do you, what, would it, what would it do to you? To me, oh, it dude. almost, it almost broke me down. Like I, I think I cried. I really dude, think I cried. I like why? Because like if I do a PC build. And I mean, PC builds don't take all that long. I mean, like once you get used to it, you could probably crack out a full PC build in like an hour. Yeah. But like if I get through a build and I turn it on and that screen doesn't come on, I'm like, oh, yeah. you do. You yeah. kind of have like a mini panic attack. You're like, yeah, like life, you is, start over. Going life through, is ending. <laughs> yeah. Like you're sitting there in your head. You're like, oh, what is the fucking what's right. dead? What's not working? Is this not playing? What like, am I you doing to, with my life? Yeah, How much time did I full, just waste? <laughs> So yeah, no, but eight hours, I can't even imagine that. If it was eight hours, I would have been like, well, it just doesn't work and it's not going to work. 
See ya. <laughs> it, it, I was almost there, but uh, luckily, because I am somewhat of a, a master, master troubleshooter, I, I'm not really good at anything, but I can troubleshoot technology. That, that's, yeah. that's it. I, I can't really program it well, but I can decipher and just kind of pull shit out of my ass when stuff's not working. And luckily, I'm like, you know what? There's no way I fucked this up. I labeled every cable, but let me just switch these two cables, which look the same. One was like for uh, my Apple TV. The other is the main out to the TV. Because that's why I like having a nice AV. You get expanded HDMI. You get all the, 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 every port is is decked out with, you know, 2.3 and 2.1 and all this fucking stupid shit that we have to worry about now if you want the best. And I'm like, you know what? There's no way I fucked this up. I labeled everything. I'm a god. And sure <laughs> shit. As soon as I flip those two over, hey, there's the Bingo fucking bang. signal. Idiot. I was like, yeah. you idiot. That should have been the first thing I looked at. You know better than that. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. That was fun. And then the, the Xbox, really the whole reason I do this, Nick, because I, I just want the Xbox to be plugged into the receiver so I get my Atmos sound back and it's not going in the TV and give me stereo bullshit. And I go in and look, because, you know, on the Xbox, you can be like, all right, test my system out. What can I do? Yeah. It's like, okay, 4K, everything's looking good. And then, it, and then it's doing the audio and shit. And it's like, oh, we can't do this. We can't do 120. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? I just put in an 8K receiver that supports all this shit. So luckily, like I said, I understand machines. They call me Neo. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go into the receiver because I remember I, I always go through every setup when I get a new device. I recommend it to anyone. Anyone, if you get a new piece of technology and it has a settings function, go through it. Every one of them, because you'll learn shit you never thought your devices could do. And you just get a kind of better wherewithal to how to use your device at its peak level. But anyways, there's a setting, Nick. You had to go in and actually say, oh, yeah, this port needs to be 8K enhanced. Not not 4K enhanced. It has to be 8K enhanced. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll try that and sure shit. The Xbox reported back all green check marks. I'm rocking and rolling. 120 VRR, 4K, you name it. Let's go. Yeah. My ears are getting blown out because the shit's so fucking loud now. <laughs> like the bass, the, the bass like makes my eardrums go numb. Like, but that's <laughs> kind of what I wanted. So there you go. Happy holidays. It's all over. Let's go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. It's been 30 minutes. I think we've at least scared yeah. away the casual listeners. Um, let, let's get into some Star Wars. In particular, The Book of Boba Fett, Season 1, Episode 1. Yeah. Stranger in a Strange Land. So if you're new here to one of our breakdowns, we this is kind of one of the things we do. Back in the day, we used to do separate shows for just shows to break them down. But then we're like, you know what? Who gives a shit? Uh, let, 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 let's not try to get too many episodes of Star Wars Time Show out there. Let's keep the number low. One show a week, and we do it all. Um, yeah. So we usually you know, go around the table, the little table here, and give our general preferences or our general reaction to the episode. Then we'll go through and do the deep dive nerdy shit by looking at uh, particular screens and uh, kind of giving our insights into what we thought we saw and what make come out of what we saw essentially yeah. setting up what we're probably going to see tomorrow and by the way how shitty is watching a star wars show on a wednesday it was terrible i, mean, I didn't watch it, it on wednesday 
<laughs> yeah, I'm it, probably it, it, not. But that still counts as it. That that counts as it being terrible. The fact that Nick, <laughs> someone that that takes time out of his week to do a Star Wars podcast, was like, you know what? Fuck it. New Star Wars is out. It's Wednesday. It doesn't work for me. I'm not watching it. So. You're you're in line with how I'm thinking about these Wednesday releases. Yeah, it, it's you know I'll watch it on. I think I watched this one actually on Friday or Saturday. It's pretty sure. Yeah, because it's it just, just like it, I mean Wednesday it no. doesn't feel right. It, it, you know, last week we can kind of get away with it because it still was kind of a dead week, holiday week. I mean, I'm off this week and next, so it's still not going to be as atrocious as it will be when I'm back to full work, but. Wednesday premieres for Star Wars, no good. All right, I give it a a two thumbs down just on the the day it released. All right, so let let's talk yeah. about real life here. Yeah. All right, so for me, if you watch the video, which thank you to the almost five hundred of you that did, that's one of our bigger views in in quite some time. We've got some new subs, so thanks for all that. And please keep it up. You know, every Wednesday I'm committing to do this dumb shit, even if we don't really need to do it because we'll be talking about it on the show, but it, it's good for me. It's like uh, therapy, I guess. But kind of in my breakdown, which you can check out on youtube.com slash Star Wars Time Show. Um, and in Discord, like I said, Nick, I, uh, you know, anything Star Wars, especially with a character like Boba Fett, is never going to be bad to me. Okay. Yeah. It just, it, it's impossible. Uh, I, I, but I'm, I'm also not surprised at a lot of the backlash we've got from the fandom because we have defined the Star Wars fandom on the show as being one of the most spoiled, toxic, and uh, hive of scum and villainy out of any <laughs> pop culture fandom there is. It just, at this point, you cannot make Star Wars fans happy, period. There, there, there's no more consensus anymore. Star Wars fans can't agree. Nothing's ever right. If it if if it doesn't live up to the scenes and, and shit that they had in their own heads, it's a travesty. It's a failure. It's Kathleen Kennedy coming to steal their childhood away and step on it and take a shit on it. No, you're not going to really get that here. But I'll give you an honest critique. I mean, yes, I am a fanboy. I am a Star Wars Kool-Aid drinker. <laughs> you know, I'll run through the wall like that big guy used to do for Star Wars, but I can also be critical without being a, a shithead. Yeah. I, first off, I didn't, I didn't appreciate Robert lying to us. I, I think yeah, that was one of the straight up lied. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was one of the things that caught a lot of people off guard was, was him kind of pitching the idea. Like, listen, motherfuckers, you've only seen footage from the first half of the first episode because shit's so explosive. Well, that, that was a complete farce. I mean, yeah. the, th this premiere was at best a prologue. Uh, it hardly detailed anything in the present timeline. I, I felt like it was, it was, this was more or less like, hey, for all you idiots doing fan podcasts, here's how, this is what Boba was up to right after he fell into that Sarlacc's mouth. Yeah. Good. We asked for it. I, w I had pitchforks out saying, if we don't get it, I'm going to burn Disney down, all that goofy shit. So we got all that, but I think what a lot of us were looking for, outside of a longer episode, I, I think a 33-minute premiere, 32-minute premiere, if you don't count the uh, opening role and the closing role, it doesn't work well for live-action Star Wars. I, you got to do at least 40, maybe 50 like Mando did. But really, Nick, I think the reason the Book of Boba Fett may have felt flat for a lot of people 
there truly was not an oh fuck moment. There was no baby Yoda. There was no Mandalorian finding Cobb Vanth wearing the Boba Fett armor, taking down a crate dragon sequence. Yeah, yes. I mean, it just, it was a pretty plain Jane prologue esque premiere, which I don't know if that's the best way to premiere a series, but in terms of, you know, giving some fans a little backstory, I do think this first episode paid off. I also think it has now uh, kind of showed its hand in how the entire narrative is going to be delivered in the book of Boba Fett. And, and I'm not, I don't think I'm going out on a limb here, but I believe we're going to have a two pronged narrative in the book of Boba Fett. You're going to get his time with this, uh, eclectic sand or Tuscan Raider tribe yep. and seeing how his time with them fundamentally changed who he was and who he wanted to be and what he wanted to do. And then you're going to see him kind of making his way as a crime Lord or a fledgling, a youngling. Hey, look, they use youngling in star Wars. It wasn't canceled <laughs> for all you people to get worked up about that stupid shit. Wait, was that, uh, but, I didn't even know that that was, Okay. No, he, he said, oh, yeah, no, yeah, th this was another thing that Disney was taking away and, you know, because of political, you can't say youngling anymore. It's like, well, there you go. They just fucking said it. So, um, so they, yeah, I, I, um, I wasn't blown away. I definitely wasn't disappointed. Uh, I, I think there was, let's be real. We all love Tem. There, and, and I think this was Nick's biggest gripe. There's just something off about Tem essentially being and looking the same way at the end of Return of the Jedi and then again six, seven years later. Yeah. You know, there, there's a bit of disconnect there. Uh, the, the running the, the running at night was atrocious. It, it made Tem look like he was 80, and it, like a geriatric. It, it, it exposed <laughs> a lot of the VFX. It was just bad. Uh, the fighting, surprisingly, was bad for yeah, a Robert Rodriguez production. Anyone out there is like, oh, the fighting was bad. I can tell you right now, my the stunt buddy came back to me. He's like, yo, the action in the book of Boba Fett is trash. And I just don't understand that given the action that we saw in the one episode of Mando that he like the action when he was like fighting with that gaffy stick and everything when they were on Tython was really good. And then this right. was just like, what the fuck no. happened? Did like he did. Tim not trained did like Robert just completely like just surpass like did he just like glaze past the fighting scenes and stuff I I don't know what happened there but yeah it was it was not good yeah I mean there, there, we we uh we have a little bit of an extended fan question of the re uh, week responses this week and, and that was a a general threads like what was what was up with the fight like why didn't he use his jetpack great question i don't know why didn't he shoot the rocket at their feet instead of right into shields i don't know i mean it, it's a fucking show and you got to put characters in situations to to tell story i mean obviously let's be real they had to beat up boba fett to put him back in the back to tank to do flashbacks the back yeah. to tank is the flashback vehicle uh, i think that also showcased that our buddy boba after his time in the Sarlacc and living in the Dune Sea, that the, the rough life he lived with the, the with the Tuscans, probably had adverse effects on his body. I mean, he's almost at a, it's not nearly as severe, but he's almost like an Anakin Skywalker to where after a while, dude needs to recharge. Yeah, dude needs, needs to go to. in there and heal. And I think that's, I think a, a big reason for that in the show is that those are where we're going to get the flashbacks. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was it was okay. Like I talked to one of my good friends 
uh, about it. And we kind of had the same idea that it was like, it was an okay introduction to the character. Um, it just seems like there were like, like you were saying, like obvious misses, you know, like Robert Rodriguez is known for his action. That's why I brought him into Mando. And then you have the, the intro to Boba Fett, uh, or, or book and the, the action's all bad. Um, just not paying any attention to the fact that, you have de-aging technology that you could use to make him look different in these flashbacks. Cause like, I even messaged Matt after I was like, yeah, I just watched it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, this I was like, great. so was he just like, this. I was like, <laughs> so I was like, what happened? Was he in there for like six years and he just got out? Like, why does he look the same? Like in the current timeline as he did, right. if he supposedly got out of the Sarlacc pit, like the, the night after it happened, like there's no way I don't care who you are or how bad you get fucked up by the Sarlacc, you're going to age over seven years. You know so, what it, <laughs> You know what I think it is, Nick? Because, I mean, if we look at ourselves, especially the older humans get, yeah, a, a six to seven year period, you may notice a noticeable change, but you may not. I think it, it, it's the fact that Tem is just a larger man than Jeremy Bullock was when he went into the pit. So he he comes out looking like he was eating a fucking Thanksgiving dinner in there. And, he you know, he's, he's, he's an older gentleman. We love the guy. I mean, this is nothing against Tem. But the people in charge of the visuals probably should have accounted yeah. for that. You, you have more. the technology. Like, we, we've seen it done in Marvel. We've seen it done in Star Wars. We've seen it done in Disney properties for, for years now. I mean, you have the technology to like slim him down, to make his face look younger, to make it, you know, to do all of these things that we're so used to seeing now. And you did nothing. It was a, it was like for me, it was a mental disconnect for like a, a little while because I legitimately thought in my head, I'm like, okay, well, they're digested over a thousand years, blah, blah, blah. So maybe like he could be in there for six years and just <laughs> not be dead yet. Like he would still be alive because it takes yeah. so long. He's living and, off the, the slime inside yeah. the, the, the stomach sack. I'm like, I, I have no fucking clue. So then, but then when I found out, I was like, no, this is supposed to be like right after. I was like, well, that's oh, yeah. just like fucks everything up in terms of just the visual look of the character. Um, this, yes, the fight with the, with the uh, Maroon gang was definitely disappointing because it's like, if that's all you need to do to stop Boba Fett and Fennec is stand around them with shields, then like, I don't see them lasting very long <laughs> in this galaxy. Like they yeah, were literally dude. saved by like Gamorrean guards who were next to naked with fucking hand axes. So yeah. I was like, wow, yeah, like, like cheap machetes and size and, and shit. It, it was, and those Gamorreans, by the way, just like materialized out of the air. Cause I don't, this is another thing people caught. They leave, uh, what's her name? Green or Gris? Damn, I forget her name already. My girl. Yeah, Jennifer the Beals. Yeah. They, they leave. The guards are right behind them. And then, <laughs> then they get, you know, they get attacked and the guards are just gone. Yeah, and they're they come gone. back like five minutes later and they're they like, had yeah, to, we're going to save they, the day. They stopped off. They had to make a uh, hit the head while they were walking through the city. They're like, we're going to hit this public <laughs> bathroom right here. Don't get jumped while we're gone. And then they come yeah. out and they're like, oh, shit. So that was like very weird. Uh, the straight up lie, like Matt said, I mean, like we were all expecting, I was like, okay, well I looked at the, the runtime. I was like, 39 minutes seems long. And that's like the posted runtime under the video. And like Matt said, that doesn't, that includes yeah. the end credits and then the front shit. 
So the the episode was only 33. So I was like, man, that's not a lot of time to like get through what we saw in the trailers. I mean, we didn't even get to see the mayor. We didn't. I mean, I don't know, man. It was it was it was kind of weird. Like there were enjoyable things about it, obviously. Um, I think that seeing some of the stuff with the Tuscans was cool. A little flashback to Camino was cool. I will say that I think people wanted more from the Sarlacc escape, but like, I don't know how else you could have done that. Like that was never going to be a big moment because it's him getting out of a pit. But like, I watched that and I was like, oh, well, that's it. Like you, I mean, you nailed it. He set himself on fire to get out. Yeah. But well, that was, I, it was literally like, oh, look around. There's the stormtrooper. Set off my flamethrower and then dig myself out of the ground, and that was yeah, kind well, of the whole deal. I, I do want to thank you for that that honor you just bestowed upon me, because I, I have yet to get up and start pounding my chest about the <laughs> prediction wins here. So, I did mostly hit on his escape, although I, I I can't give myself full credit because I said that the act of him catching himself on fire would cause the, beast, the beast yeah. to sp- spit it out. Instead, he just essentially cuts his stomach open <laughs> and lights himself on fire and then crawls out from the side of it out of the pit. Yeah. And he does kill the motherfucking Sarlacc. I, I think we can give Boba credit for the kill because when he's inside the stomach, this is something we talked about in our Discord. So you join the Discord, go over to Instagram. We got a link in there. But when you, when, when you get that shot of Boba in the stomach and he comes to, you can still hear it screeching. You can see it breathing still. Um, yeah, the stormtrooper is odd. Where, where the fuck does that come from? Like, like I said, it's like, well, I guess that's the, that's the little, uh, platoon that was out looking for the droids and they just made a wrong fucking turn. Cause yeah. there was no stormtroopers during the battle of the skiffs. None. There was none. That's what so, I'm saying is like, I, like, I don't know if he, yeah, like that guy, like, was he just in there for a long time, like much longer than Boba and you just can't tell or yeah. It, like there's, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It was, but, hey, it was whatever. Weird. Like I, I, I know we're, we're kind of sounding like negative Nancy's. That's not the point. We're, we're, we're just discussing it, breaking it down. I, I can tell you right now, I thoroughly enjoyed it and watched it three times on Wednesday, one time with notes and then another time just to enjoy it. And then the third time with the family. So, uh, don't get me wrong here. All right. And, and yeah, we're, 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 we're nitpicking at his look and all that stuff. It, it, it I've I've said this before. I, I'm not someone that's going to get butt hurt over how people look in a sci- science fiction franchise or, or property. It's just like, you know, with the Mando and Ahsoka. Oh, you know, everyone with her oh her her neck shit's too. It's like, okay, yeah, Boba might look a little off, but who cares? It, it really ultimately his look does not matter. You know, young Nick got a little yeah. confused, but oh well, not not that big of a deal. I I just felt like for a premiere. It did decent setup. I mean, you can totally see where things are going now in the present timeline and the flashbacks. But I think the the what we were sold in the lead up and in the hype behind it from the from the creators and like, listen, you, you know, we can't we've had to hold stuff back. It gets so nutty and this and that. And it just lacked that like everyone running to their phones after watching like, did you st- there's a fucking baby Yoda like like that. It lacked that. Not that that is a a bad deal. Um, <clears throat> but overall, it was good. We, we, we now know where things are going. Like I said, it, for someone like me, it gives me vision into the future. And I really do think we are going to have a two pronged narrative 
for the remaining six episodes, meaning we're going to learn more about Boba's time with this special group of Tuscans and and how that changed him to become the guy wearing the uh, what, what we call the Nomad Fett suit. Yeah. By the time we see him in The Mandalorian. And then, obviously, his struggles with trying to be a crime lord. And you can already see that this He's mayor character... trouble already. <laughs> yeah, th- this mayor character is, as promised from the leaks and what we talked about on the show, is going to be the initial adversary, potentially the connection to Crimson Dawn. And there was my next hit. You know, I, I had all these accounts going around after Wednesday, like, hey, did you listen at 149 in Ludwig's... Uh, score you can hear the Crimson Dawn theme from Solo and I'm just like lick my fucking feet motherfuckers all right (laughs) lick my feet I posted this on December 8th before the leak happened before Ludwig's music came out I told every one of you to be on the lookout for CD in particular Kira being the big bad in the book of Boba Fett so I know it's just a musical hint so far, but it looks like it's going to happen and everyone was jumping on that. So of course I had to do that. Hey, don't forget about us. That, that <laughs> dumb shit that I do like, Hey, don't forget about us. We did this. Look, I'm going to repost it again. Just so you can see we did this. <laughs> so that was the <laughs> second one right. I hit on. I, I hit, I think I'm I, I, so far. The CD prediction is looking good. The escape from the pit for the most part hit yeah. and like my my long shot one hit immediately. Django Fett. I told you, motherfuckers, Django Fett would be in this show, and you'd be like, "Hey, Matt, come on." That again, you're you're kind of getting away on the technicality, but no, it counts. We saw the yeah. motherfucker's helmet. We got that reflection from his young son. So there we go. Yeah. Damn near three for three. One episode in. Everyone, give me a amen. In the high, I will say, did you see the the comparison video between the the same two shots? The shot of young Boba picking up the helmet from Episode Two versus what they showed in in Mando. It's like night and day difference. Basically, like in Episode Two, it's just literally a pulled out shot that just shows Boba pick up the helmet and looks at it and puts it to his head, puts it down. And then what Mando, not Mando, what Book did was so much more, I don't know, so much more focused on the character and the emotions. Like they actually pull into the helmet that like we see in the screenshot that you pulled. They show more emotion on young Boba's face and stuff like that. And they were like, this is George Lucas's directing slash slash cinematography versus what, you know, Robert Rodriguez and the guys are doing at, at, at book, uh, now. So I thought that that was a very interesting juxtaposition between those, the exact same scene just done in two different ways and how like camera movement and character focus can make a big difference on what you're showing in your scene. Um, I thought that that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall it does, it like, it sets things up well. I mean, it shows you that like, Hey, Boba's in a new place in his life now. I remember one of the one of the comments from one of the people uh, or like on the question of the week for the last episode that we did before we went on the week break was, I hope he's still the badass bounty hunter that he was before. And in my response to that was like, well, you can probably put that to bed now because he's not a bounty hunter anymore. He, he's not going right. to be a bounty hunter. No. Like he is a crime lord. He's trying to be a crime lord now and you can't expect him to just be like, okay, well, 
I was a bounty hunter. Then I went through all this shit. And now I'm just going to continue bounty hunting. Like he's, it's a different person now. His, his goals are different. He's not looking to do the same thing. So I'm glad that we kind of pushed past that barrier pretty quickly to like, let people know like, Hey, this isn't going to be a show about like, okay, me and Boba Fett, we're going to go bounty hunting again. Like this is a show about him coming into his own as a new crime Lord. Right. And not really wanting to be the badass warrior that he was known around the galaxy. I mean, even Fennec and and we knew this through the trailers was like, dude, really? Like, shouldn't we just fuck people up for a little bit and kind of get him in line and we'll be good to go. But no, he's, he's really kind of sticking to this. Hey, I want to be different. And I, I think some of what, has people a little bent about how he fought and how he looks and acts in the book of Boba Fett is the fact that we saw him go tribal on Tython. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are like, well, if he could do it then without his armor for the most part, for the first half of that fight, what what would happen now? But you know, Maybe he had a back to tank on the slave one that he had to get in right away. I, I really think this is a thing where Boba Fett, yeah. due to the trauma he suffered in the Sarlacc, not breathing for who knows how. I mean, hell, he could be, you know, half mental when you don't get oxygen to your brain for a while. That's another like to get all Neil deGrasse Tyson. Boba Fett in his armor could fly through space, just did it in War of the Bounty Hunters. Does that not imply he has some sort of hermetically sealed yeah, oxygen like system? C- exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, yes. But I guess when you're in a, when you're in a Sarlax gut, you you need you need some oxygen. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> but it's, it's always been weird the disconnect between like the comics and then like what you actually like. You know, I know. What's in I know. Shows like stuff. I said, that I'm not. Uh, trust yeah. me, I'm not Neil. It's like whatever it is. It. He got out. He needed some. He needed some air. There was a stormtrooper in there to give it to him. I, I understand why the writers went that way. But yeah, all right. So I think we've kind of gone through it in terms of what we thought, what we expected. Maybe you know if something let us down. So now it's time to really get into and break down all the uh, the nuances from it. All right. So we usually start with our Easter eggs and references. Uh, reference is just like, hey, this is a reference to Star Wars, past Star Wars, potentially future Star Wars, and then Easter eggs, you know what the hell that is. And then we'll, I'll just recap some of the key moments and how they may uh, affect the rest of the show. So starting out here with the Easter eggs, I, I love that they just gave us damn near mirrored shots of the palace from Return of the Jedi. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, that was a great opening. He's It's all quiet. You get You get Luke's hallway. You get the stairways the same way it was shot when Luke shows up. And then obviously it goes into his quarters and the flashbacks. It was kind of surprising that we get Camino, right? He's thinking about his his birthplace, his home. <coughs> Sorry, dude. Here comes my COVID. Uh, got got the slave one in there. Yep. The Django. <laughs> Go ahead. The Django go. movement. Then right after that, we finally get the Sarlacc pit moment, the Sarlacc pit moment we were all waiting for with the stormtrooper in there, like Matt said, steals the oxygen. Yeah, you know what? The, the stormtrooper, like if you look at this screenshot, if you're on the live stream, and you if can you're not see on the that live his stream, armor is like starting to yeah, break it, it's, down. It's decaying. Yeah. And like Trevor said here in the in the chat, you know, it is job of the hut. It, it could very well have been the motherfuckers looking for the droids. And he's like, oh, yeah, they're over there. No, walk. Two more feet. Yeah, yep. you're oh, almost there. And they just, they just, they just all fall in. But yeah. so, uh, but yeah, he looks like he's been in there at least since A New Hope, trying to yeah. digest. So I, my theory still stands. 
Um, I, you know, I feel like during the daylight shots, they should have made the fact that the, the Jabba's skiff barge. and the, the, the small barges were still kind of smoking. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause you don't really get that until the night scene, but that, yeah, that, I, you know, that was a nice touch. It was, that's why I was like, nah, man, Nick, I trust me, man. Boba was only in there from, uh, you, you know, the time he flew in, the ships blew up and then he, he got out a little bit later. Cause you can see the wreckage is still kind of smoldering yeah. as the, um, Jawas roll up. You think he got knocked out? Is that why it took him so long to get out? Like, did he yeah, like I fall mean, in there and like, I, I don't know if you out? noticed, but when it cuts to him, he's, he's unconscious. Yeah. And he's he, yeah. like, he comes too. So he was, e- yeah, he was either knocked out going in or the fact that he wasn't able to breathe for a certain amount of time probably, you know, took him out. So, yeah. Uh, I, I guess he was able to breathe enough to where he didn't fully die and his brain didn't shut down, but he, he <laughs> was definitely not with it when he uh, woke up. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, this the, the sand people, and really what we're looking at here, the Easter egg, it, it, it was a dumb one, but I did see some people like, what are all these melons and shit about? Like, guys, girls, this was introduced in The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1, when uh, Cobb Vanth kind of shit on his Tuscan host when he did not accept the watermelon to drink. So that's what those are. That's why they were there. That's why they were um, digging them up and all that fun stuff. So the black melon balls uh, grow in the Dune Sea. Hey, man, before we carry on here, what do you think is with this Tuscan tribe? Is this just... Are they just dressed differently to make them stand out for this story? or Or do you think there's something deeper to how they look and behave versus standard sand people. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell because it doesn't seem like Tuscans have like a, like they don't go to the market. They don't like buy different clothes. It just seems no. like they're true scavengers. So maybe, uh, you know, this section of the dune sea, this is just kind of what they could scavenge and, and pick up. It seems like they're going to be like a more, more of like a, a nomad style tribe where they may not, stick around in one place for too long and, and kind of pick up and move around. So maybe, you know, maybe they just maybe seem, they just I, I don't stuff. know. I guess I, uh, I yeah. never expected sand people to have personality and, and it, this tribe does. I mean, there's, there's a clear yeah. chieftain. He's got a clear chief ass. That's the one that beat the shit out of Boba with the gaffy stick. And then, uh, and, and then I, I believe, I believe the kid is, is their, their son and daughter, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think but in, they, they wear like necklaces with symbols and shit on it. I mean, that's just, stuff that sand people don't do or at least i didn't think they did yeah i mean you really don't get to see a lot of sand people culture i mean until mandalorian really where you see act like dan actually conversing with right. with sand people through sign language the closest you get to that prior was in old republic uh nice of the old republic on tatooine when you're going through and you you have the whole storyline with the sand people and stuff like that so if you if you use that as a reference then like then yeah, there is a little bit more uh, lore behind like sand people culture and their personalities back then, um, and the stories they told because they had like lore keepers about how they became Tuscan Raiders and stuff like that. But uh, I don't think that the color of the garb is any indication of like a. I mean, maybe it is kind of like tribal, just between other sand people, like. You know, if you wear black and red, then you're of the fucking ooh, 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 tribe. And if you wear orange and <laughs> yeah. you're that tribe, you know, whatever. I think we should do the rest of the show in Tuscan. 
Yeah. Star Wars Time Show's back 2022. But I do think that like they are, maybe they're going to use this as a way to show like, hey, Tuscans aren't just like murderous killers that you've heard about yeah, from. Mindless beasts. You yeah. Know, fucking you Anakin know. Skywalker, the murderer. Yeah. I mean, from... I mean, if like you the, just these have people your probably Tuscan, tell tales of 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 the young Jedi that slaughtered tribe, or like the, the yeah. evil sand hater Anakin Skywalker with his yeah. whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. okay, I, I got to stop that. I'll, I'll be talking <laughs> Tuscan the rest of the day. Um, I don't know. I mean, listen, like like I said before, we're gonna get a lot of Boba with with this tribe. I mean, th- this tribe is going to remake. Boba Fett, just like Kingdom of Weird is saying in the live stream chat. Yeah. Uh, it, it, we already know they're going to teach him how to, to, to fight with a gaffy stick because clearly the motherfucker had zero skills when they first caught him. I mean, yeah. like I said, the, the, the chief just, just gives him a lesson and no, this is, this is how you use a gaffy. Uh, and by the time we see him in Mando, he's an expert at it. So we're, we're, yep. it really is like I, I haven't seen Dances with Wolves in years, so I may be misspeaking here. But I do believe it's very similar in that, you know, Kevin Costner's character is, I think, a Union soldier. I believe he gets injured and, and a tribe takes him in. And, and over the months, he learns their ways, their culture, and essentially becomes a part of the tribe. Yeah, it's and like realizes, Last Samurai, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. And realizes, like, yeah, what I was doing with the white man, probably not good. That I wasn't living my best life. I have learned how to live now through this, these tribal people. And I think Boba Fett's going to go through the same thing. Cause I mean, honestly, it, it's looking now like he is going to spend six years with them in the fucking yeah. desert. Um, I, I know we still have to get him to Tashi station, but at this point, I don't think he's going to anchor head to get off planet. Like he was telling that Rodian anymore. I think he's probably going after that Nikto gang, which probably fucked with the sand people he's with. You, you yeah. don't show that gang in a, in a throwaway scene where the kid takes him there. That was For done no on reason. purpose. Yeah. I have a feeling this gang is going to fuck with the Tuscans, if not kill the kid. And that's, what's going to cause Boba to be like, all right, I need to get my fucking armor back. I need to become a crime lord and put all these little cunts into their fucking places. Because I can't have this happening anymore where these, you know, shitheads that, that were under Jabba's control are just doing whatever they want, ransacking moisture farmers, killing Tuscans. I'm going to be the crime lord to clean this shit up. There you go. You heard it here first. It's going to play out this way, I promise you. All right. Yeah, and I think that's why he's taking a different approach, as we heard in the show. Like, I'm not running shit the way Jabba did. Like, this is, I'm going to run things what? differently, and there's going to be different. You know, you're, you're right, because what, what does he say to 8D8? I will not torture. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. And... You have to think that comes from the fact that he was tortured by little kids. <laughs> by little kids. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, yeah, and being beaten, you know, starved. Tied and, up, and, uh, and unexposed, yeah, all so that shit, yeah. It's good stuff. Like I said, we, we, we love the episode, but yeah, we're Star Wars fans. You got to fucking pick it apart first, right? Okay, uh, Massifs. I, I need to just cut these from the eggs and references because they're, they're pretty much in everything live action Star Wars these days. But I, I did kind of <laughs> like Boba, like, hey, just chill, buddy, and knocks him out so he can get away. And yeah, that was the, the jankiest looking scene in the episode was was Tem running away in his jumpsuit from a, a digital dog. Just did not look good at all. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, our boy AD8, you know, he got a little bit of a promo. He's no longer down in the uh, droid torture area. He is, he's like the fucking announcer, right? I mean, yeah. uh, is this, is he Boba's major domo? Is that what you would call him? I, I didn't I look mean, up major domo. I, I had to go and refresh on what a daimyo is, but uh, our major domo is just like your, your rep, your, your voice. That's like your, yeah, I mean, your announcer, something like that. But I think so. I mean, because you had the scene before where somebody comes in and they're like, we need a protocol droid. Well, yeah, it, it was this guy right here, the Aqualish. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he kind of counts, too, because th- this is Ponda's uh, species. But it, yes, th- this is where Fennec and Boba are like, did, did you understand anything yeah, that like, motherfucker just said? <laughs> yeah. It's like, now I know why we need translators. Because right, all and 88, he's not translating. Up. He's over there getting boners about torturing people. Yeah. Literally, he's like, hey, let's torture them. Yeah, Gotta let me get them, them in my little seat down there and warm their feet up. <laughs> um, I loved... The, the Trandoshan, yeah, okay. We're going to like it more when it's Bosque. Yeah. But I, I love this. Uh, and it's a de- it, it's probably a deep cut for most fans, but the fact that he rolls in and his tribute is a Wookiee pelt, yeah. that's, that's Dave Filoni stuff right there, okay? That is Dave Filoni-level care. Because uh, most people are, are going to have no clue the significance behind that. But, you know, for us nuts, we know that the, the Transdotions essentially became the enslavers and trappers of Wookiees once the Empire took over. Like, that was their thing, was going after and trapping Wookiees to make them slaves or killing them. So when uh, our boy Doc Strassi rolls in here with a Wookiee pal, I was like, that is a nice fucking touch, Dave. Yeah. You earned, yeah. Your, you earned your check. Um, but also on this one, Doc, this is the other character that Robert voices. So okay. um, we know he does the mayor and he also voices Doc Strassi. Uh, I did like the line there when, when Boba's like, you know, even when a transdotion is paying you respect, it sounds it's like still, a threat. Something yeah, like it that. Still sounds so, like a threat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, How about this? Rebo and. More just say it's figuring Dan. It could be one of his other bandmates, but you got to like that these two. After the events of Return of the Jedi, decided to team up and put out a new spin on the Cantina song. That yeah. again, nice little touch, dude. Um, great. But apparently, Max Rebo doesn't look look, look right. We got a lot of those too. I, I, is he looking too small? I'm guessing. I think, like he, I think he's too small. Yeah, like yeah. his. He almost looks like a kid version of Max Rebo, but okay. Yeah, like I don't know. I mean, may, I mean, maybe it's not Max Reba. I have no, it no is. Idea. It, it, <laughs> hey, like I said, man, they I'm, put I'm it telling in you, like, there. <laughs> yeah. Anyone that wants okay. to be a dope and really know what's happening, turn on closed captions. I know okay. it kind of sucks, but just like Nick is going to do with Matrix, it it can be eye revealing, you know? Because I, I was yeah. trying to find that sand creature's name. I was like, well, they'll probably put it in. Nope, they literally call it sand creature, and I think nice. it's still known as sand <laughs> creature. The, the sand the Harryhausen. <laughs> oh god how'd um, they survive the barge says that i don't think it is yeah because yeah, you would not think max rebo is quick no. i mean the dude is essentially <laughs> stuck in his piano like they just shove his fat ass into his piano <laughs> so you don't have a quick egress from there so yeah i, I mean who knows it's called uh science fiction he, yeah. he survived him and bib fortuna threw on boba fett's spare jet pack grabbed max rebo and they, <laughs> and they, they rocked their asses out of there <laughs> yeah they're like yeah. we're getting the fuck out of here Jabba. see ya uh start a new um, band 
But I, I did kind of like their cut. It was a nice take on the um, cantina theme, but it was in there. You could you could still hear it. I, I liked figuring, you know, kind of picking at that little guitar thing there. That was great stuff. Uh, we had uh, one of Nick's favorites. What's his name? Rex. DJ. He's now DJ Rex. DJ Rex. But it, he used to be, what, your guide on the Star Tour rides. On and, Star, and we, yes. We, we got one of those... Uh, one of those and damn it i can't believe what was her name garpa wisp or whip garza flip there it yeah. is garza flip chilling in garza flips place who you know we found out is uh one of boba's uh, essentially oh. uh vassals i mean she's just running like a casino or she was running a casino for bib and now she's running it for fett yep um uh, how'd you like the <laughs> You know what? We, we're all like, why the fuck is Boba carrying his helmet? And now and it, we know. It, yeah, he, he it, got greased a little bit. He got yeah. he got a little greasing doing, going on. Because that's what Fennec said. She's like, you don't have to do the rounds. Like, I can do the rounds. He's like, no, yeah. this, you know, I want people to see me. I want people to know that, this, you know, we're doing things different now. So, yeah, he was going around to the fucking businesses that he it does protection for, and he was getting his cut. So... That's 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 why the coins were there. Um, yeah, I, I like that. I mean, it, it, you you definitely in the present timeline. I mean, you you get all the Godfather comparisons right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, the the tribute scene is probably the one of the best present timeline scenes we had. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, just uh, but when he I, I, like uh, Black Series clips is saying in here in the live stream chat. If you want to join us, youtubecom slash Star Wars Time Show uh, Tuesdays, usually two thirty p. East. Uh, but yeah, going into the casino and just how he acts in there, you know, he's he, he is acting kind of regal, you know. He is he is trying to to be the better crime lord, if that if, that if oxymoron that makes sense. He really a better is. Better one, yeah. Yeah, he really is trying to be a. Uh, it was a casino too. Uh, sure, there's probably some hoes in the back, but that I mean, what do you think these people are playing right here? They're not they're not, you know, getting naked and and screwing women. That was a casino. Yeah. Come on, get your, not a, get your mind out of the yeah, gutter. Yeah, wasn't a brothel. Got a lot of Russians attacking the uh, stream today, and none of our wrenches are in. Yeah, I don't know. May have to demote some motherfuckers. <laughs> Who did we just promote? You're fired. Who, yeah. <laughs> Klondike, so you? you're fired! I just gave you my Vince McMahon. <laughs> All right, continuing on. Okay, this is not the Lars Homestead, people. All right? I did put it in as an as an egg reference because it is a moisture farm just like the Lars homestead. But the structure is way too square to be Luke's home. And there were other Luke, structures that were very close to the Lars homestead too that you don't see. Like that are not. Yeah, I mean this is like Yeah, I mean they they've got like the pit you yeah. can see, they've got that plastic thing in the ground where the water comes out, you got the the water towers, but the the hovel is square where the Lars's hovel is much more of like an igloo all the way down to the ground. Don't worry. I took the time to look and compare pictures. Uh, but like I said, this scene to me is foreshadowing. This this Nikto gang, as we know from the trailers, at least parts of what's going to happen, they're going to cross paths with, with Boba. And I'm guessing it's going to be after they, they either fuck with the Raiders or... You know, Boba just gets sick of seeing them fucking with people that can't really help themselves. Uh, I really wish I could have got what the symbol was at the end. I, I think Tones dug it up. It's from the, the Huttese alphabet, and I believe it is like a V. 
that they etched into the house, but I, I don't know if that's a, a known gang or what. Um, yeah, I think here, because, I uh, mean, swoop bike gangs and stuff like that, like, there were very few of them that were featured in old canon and stuff before. So, I mean, like, in this instance, I don't feel like you have to reach back to, like, something super obscure. You can just have, like, a new gang out there that's that's, you know kind of gone off the rails since since Jabba's been gone. Yeah. And like it just goes right. to show like it really shows more of like Bib Fortuna's weakness to where like he can't keep his people in line than it Yeah, he didn't I, else, I, you know. You're you're right like he obviously I don't think people feared him like they feared Jabba. No. I think Bib was more like listen, I'm going to come in and and sit at the throne as long as you guys don't don't fuck with me and, and keep me eating and getting heavy, I'm good. Yeah. Like, do whatever you got to do. You know, fuck with the moisture farmers. Fuck with the mayor. He was literally it, just you know, like go go to the casino, get laid whenever you want. Just just keep me keep bringing me food and money. Yeah. No, I mean, he's basically like, look, just give me money to let me maintain my lifestyle. It doesn't even have to be the right amount of money. Just give me money, and then I'll right. let you do yeah, he, you he, do he, whatever he didn't you work. want. He, <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He didn't want to be a, a. He essentially was Jabba's major domo. I mean, that's that's what he was. He he would meet the guests and he would, uh, you know, do the exchanges between visitors and, and Lord Jabba himself. I just I, I feel like this Nikto gang is going to play a, a prominent role in Boba's growth during the flashback narrative that I do believe is going to run the entire season. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think the flashbacks were a one-off deal. I, I really think this is going to be something you get every episode, the show, in small bits and pieces, events and characters that ultimately reformed who Boba Fett wants to be and why we see him emerge in The Mandalorian as Neo Fett. Yeah. Uh, still a badass, but clearly has a, a different agenda and goals in yeah. life. yeah. Okay, so those were your your eggs and references for the Book of Boba Fett, S1E1, Stranger in a Strange Land. Key moments, we, we may have hit on some of these. Uh, you know, the, 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 the Stormtrooper being in there, right? Um, I think I uh, this is something I was asking, I'm looking at my notes, I was like, was the Sarlacc dead? Well, it was not. After my subsequent rewatches, when he's in there and we're seeing him break out, the Sarlacc is very much alive, yeah. so yes, we can give... Boba Fett now canon credit for killing that killing particular Sarlacc, uh, which is probably the one that we see the crate dragon hole up in. Because remember, the crate in Mando S2 goes into a, a an old Sarlacc pit. Mm-hmm. And they were so, you know. And there was like a lot of assumption too back then is, the, is that the crate killed it and ate it because crates eat well, Sarlaccs, I, but he could probably still eat we're, the we're dead we, one. We're, yeah, yeah, no, no, we they do. We're, we are re rewriting Jesus <laughs> mouth boy. We are rewriting the canon right now because I don't think it's out there. So Boba killed it. The crate dragon comes in and slurps yep. it up to take its cave. There you go. It's done. That's how it happens. Um, yeah, the burnout. You know, got you there, yep. your boy. This has always got you on the speculations. Getting out, you know, looking a little sandy and doughy. Well, it's like he gained he gained a little weight in the Sarlacc pit. He must have, like it's I funny. said, he was eating. Like this is what your hands look other like. Giblets. If you've ever baked bread or done anything with dough, that's what your hands look like yeah. once they get covered in dough. 
Yeah, no, th- this is what it looks like when you have little kids and they have like fucking kinetic sand yeah. and Play-Doh all over the fucking house <laughs> and you got to clean it up. Yeah, th- this is it. Um, so it was nice seeing him come out. And, and like we said, we get the confirmation at this point. We've done it. Boba killed the Sarlacc. Yeah. So his legend only grew in this episode. Uh, you know, it was key that we we got to see the, the Jawa shakedown. Yeah. All right. It's just I love when dots connect. We knew the, the Jawas had it somehow in Mando S2E1. We got the little flashback how Cobb got it from him, but we still never really knew how they got it. And, and sure shit in true Jawa form as an individual is <laughs> laying there suffering and dying. They strip him bare and knock him the fuck yeah. out. Like you gotta <laughs> love, you gotta love like when he wakes up a little bit and that little guy's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, you're it's going like, back out, bitch. Sorry, it's man. like, damn, Boba had a, think about Boba's day right there. That's a- he started the day in Jabba's palace, flirting with some aliens. Maybe, maybe he got a reach around, maybe a little handy action. They go on the barge thinking they're going to have a great party. He's going to watch one of his nemesis nemes- yeah. get killed. He's going to see Skywalker get killed, Chewbacca killed. He's like, yeah, Woo, this is a fucking day to party. <laughs> then, you know, Luke, Luke walks out there. The plank comes out. He threatens Jabba one more time. Ho, 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 whatever. Move him in the position. Then Luke does this. If you're on the live stream, right? He gives the he gives the high sign the R2, and we get the dunk. 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 And you're like, oh shit, something's about to happen. This is where Boba Fett's probably going, like, oh man. Right. I probably shouldn't have had that extra hit of spice. <laughs> Shit's about to go sideways here. I'm, I may have to get crazy and bust out my blaster, maybe my jetpack. And then fuck, Skywalker jumps down, flips back up, grabs his laser sword, starts cutting people up. And that's where he's like, shit. Dude, if I was fat, I got to go to work today. He's like, I, I, I've i been drinking spotchka all morning. I just took a hit of spice off of that alien girl's titty. And now I got to go fight these fuckers. So now we know how he fucked up. He, he was having too much fun celebrating Jabba's big moment of, of taking all these heroes that, you know, Boba has tussled with before in the past. And, you know, he was off his game, and that's why he got taken out by a blind guy walking carpet and a Padawan. Dude, if, if I was Boba, <laughs> I see all that shit going down. I'm off the skiff in the other direction. I'm like, I'm out of here. Fuck this. Yeah, like, what, what do I need this yeah, for? It's like, I, look, I, mean, I like, turned the bounty in. You already had fucking Solo. I'm just hanging out. I don't need some Jedi swinging a sword at me. I'm the fuck out of yeah. here. <laughs> like, He's like, I'm not getting paid. You got to think about it. what was his motivation to jump in there I and have fight? No like, idea. <laughs> I, I don't think, I do not think, I, I know Boba was Jabba's like top go-to guy to get shit done, but I, I don't, I don't think he was like on the payroll no. to be a hired, a, 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 a hired guard or hired hand. I mean, he was used to do precise shit for Jabba and bring back the bounties. Exactly. I mean, hell, even Boba in more of the bounty hunters says to the slug, like motherfucker. Don't be so vain with this capture. Like, that's Han Solo. We got him. Take him out. You don't want to fuck with people like Han Solo. And Jabba's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> You know, he's, he's just like, fuck you, dude. I'm going to hang him up on the wall. We're good. Um, so, yeah, sorry. A little bit of a tangent there. <laughs> like, plain story time. But, yeah, that, that's now. That's how I envisioned his day was going. Then he ends up in the Sarlacc pit's gut, knocked out. Wakes up hours later. He's woozy. He has to go suck on a... 
uh, you know, yeah. melting stormtroopers oxygen pipe and then he has to light himself on fire <laughs> and then after he kills the fucking thing he has to crawl so many feet through sand to come out like a, a zombie rising from the grave laying there two sons beating down on him just as things look like they might get okay right the suns go down it's nighttime he can kind of relax a bit it's not as hot fucking jawa show up <laughs> and strip him dry and then knock him out again with the butt of the rifle mm-hmm. i mean that that could be one of the worst days for any star wars character of yeah, all time. Ever. i mean outside of i mean we, we can't even say anakin's turn was a bad day because we, we gotta we have to assume that multiple days kind of uh, carried out after he decided to switch to the dark side but for our friend fett here yeah, no. in one day's time he went from being the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy to getting robbed by jawas and knocked out <laughs> it's <laughs> a bad turn yeah anakin really only had one moment the high ground that fucked him other than that he was he was having a pretty good day you know? Yeah, he was living his best life, killing kids, fucking wiping out <laughs> separatists, his wife and killing death. other Jedi's. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, he's, he's having fun. Then, <laughs> he was embracing that new power. Yeah. But this, yeah, so, this guy. Yeah, Boba Fett. Rough day. <laughs> like he said, man, I mean, the, the line in Mando, and I know I'll, I'll butcher it, but, it, you know, it's something the like. The will uh, change you or something. Yeah, the, the wretched yeah. or something. Something about the wretched and, and being left for dead. And, and sure as shit, he was. <laughs> so. Uh, I did like seeing the Jawas. They they are just the dickheads. Like, how could anyone be upset at Din for vaporizing these motherfuckers for, for stripping his entire ship down, and then he had to rebuy it from him by doing a task for him that almost got him killed. I mean, these the Jawas could be the most sinister villains. Yes, villains in all of Star Wars. <laughs> right? Take it to the bank. Okay, so. We've talked about the tribe that finds him. I, I was off a little bit on this. I guess I should have figured that the sand people wouldn't take too kind to an outsider, yeah. uh, even if the outsider was near death and needed some, you know, slug jizz to come back that to life. Funny, yeah. But man, they were rough. I mean, they they treat him like a true prisoner. You see, of the war. thing I mean, is, I, I like, imagine at that, but like what I was thinking is like, well, why did you take him? Like, what's the like? Now you have this guy. Like, you're a traveling band of nomad. Tuscans that already have a hard enough time taking care of yourself. Like what, what's the benefit to them of taking him? Cause if all you're going to do is tie the motherfucker up and beat him, like there's no point well, in having them there. I know what you mean. I think the only thing we can say from what we saw at least is they're essentially used for slaves, yeah. right? I mean, they were bonded, chained and by a little kid. Yeah. In fact, that brought him out to the Dune Sea, showed him like, hey, look, these people are fucking people up just in case we need to know that for a future episode. But yeah, now now get to work, motherfuckers. Get on your knees and dig. So I, I guess it's labor until they die, yeah. right? Uh, but in, in Boba's case, it looks like, He's proved, at least yeah. with, with what happens, he, he proves his yeah. worth. And I think uh, by episode two in the flashbacks, he's going to go from getting kicked, spit on, and beat with gaffy sticks to... Uh, kind of being brought into the fold a bit more. Maybe they'll give him the the robe finally that that we saw him yeah. in. Uh, but yeah, he he um I I didn't uh, I guess I didn't expect the, the and that's this is my bad because you know Sam people they they need to be ruthless. That's their lifestyle, especially with outsiders. But man, just 
terrible people. They're like, fuck you. Tied him up. His ass is getting dragged behind Banthas. They dragged him. This kid is literally like, while he's chained, just beating him with this little stick. I'm like, Jesus, man. He just, like, the kid comes out and you're like, oh, the kid, he's going to be, just look at it and be curious. No, he just comes out and starts beating the shit out of him. And then then you have like a whole gangbang starts to happen. And then they all just start stomping on him. crap out of him. I mean, it was wild, but. But notice he did not kill the kid when he had a chance to. So he was already being changed from his experience in the pit and then getting captured. Yeah. So it's already happening here to our, I mean, he looks like powder fat right now, right? <laughs> Anyone ever see powder? That's what he, he look, that or like a uh, Edward scissor hands with no yeah. hair. That was <laughs> the, the, the other thing I got. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's, um, yeah. That milky so, white. Um, Obviously, him killing that Harryhausen creature, I, I still don't know if it has a name. I didn't go look if it, it got uh, official, but at least through Wednesday of last week, it was known as a sand creature. And when I saw it, the first thing I thought was, that that's a fucking Harryhausen thing. And if people don't know, Ray was it Ray Harryhausen? He's like the godfather of stop motion visual effects. I mean, he, he did a lot of the with Jason and the Argonauts, like real old shit, like those skeletons fighting people. Yeah. I mean, he... He's the guy that got people like George Lucas excited special for effects, what they could yeah. do with with miniatures and special effects. Yeah, so I, I feel like that was a direct nod. But but clearly, Boba doing what he did and and kicking that thing's ass and saving what I believe is the I'll just call him the prince of this tribe. Yeah. It was huge. I mean, you, you saw how excited that little fight. I love that moment when that little fuckers run across the the dune sea <laughs> like. Ooh, ooh, He's like, look what he, he's like, like he got his first, you know, uh, 15 point buck yeah. or something. He's like, ooh, ooh. but he didn't, he didn't steal, he didn't steal all the clout. Right. You know, he didn't, he's like, yeah, he picked me up and you could see him kind of miming. And he's like, ooh, ooh, pointing the boba. And, and that's when the dad, and you got to love the dad still won't look at fucking Boba Fett, but just kind of like, I was going to say like he that. hands just, him a beer. He's like, here you go. Yeah. He's like. Here's your beer, buddy. <laughs> Miller time. It, it, that was the fucking Miller time right there. I loved it. Um, so clearly this clan of Sam people, they, they are different from what we've seen, but I, they are going to have a major, and they've already had an impact on FET going forward. Yeah. Okay? That's why he wants to be the crime lord and not just a an ass uh, kicker yeah. anymore. There's that creature again. Who else... Nick, I don't know. You know, obviously we, we talked about that leak and it's, it's who knows what's going to happen. But we heard about, OK, is Bo, Boba's riding on a Rancor? Yeah. So when you saw the Rodian uncover that lizard skin, were you like, oh, that's what I is this it? Is this the moment? Like at first I was like, is this a Rancor? But even before it popped out, I was like, there's no way because like the Rancor right. is so big. I don't know how it could like, you know how it, it would have had to been deep. like even smaller than Mushi yeah, was like, in, in Bad Batch. It, it was either super small or this thing had dug its way deep into the sand. I was like, if that's what it right. is, then we're about to see this huge, huge reveal. And I, So, hear me out here. Do you think then this is what the leak was about? It, or is this more foreshadowing for the fact that Boba Fett is none too scared to jump on the back of a raging beast and, and ride it or kill it if I think be. it's I think it's probably foreshadowing unless like somebody okay. was really fucking with these leakers which it kind of seems like people who work at LFL and Disney are starting to do like they're just starting to yeah. throw bullshit out there and they're like they'll eat it up regardless of what we put out 
So maybe somebody legitimately just did say like, I'm just going to fuck with this guy and tell him he was riding a Rancor. But when I saw it, I was like, okay, so this is almost like pretty close to the image that the, that the leaker had yeah. drawn. It, it, he's, it, the only difference is he's it, not I mean, in his clearly suit. he's not on yeah. a Rancor and he's, yeah. And he's not in his so arm. That's it. So, I mean, maybe it is, it, it could be a good bit of foreshadowing where he, you know, like in the present timeline, okay. he will hop on the back. I, I do. I, I it could definitely go either way because obviously when this was shot, he's not riding on the back of any of these beasts because they're not real. So uh, whoever saw it could have just saw him on a big rig or the stunt guy on a rig and they're like, well, shit, that they they put like lizard hands on the rig just to give the actor some reference. Yeah. That's a, that's got to be a rancor. So and then, then then they leak it out. But if the leak is true, which was fairly detailed to the point to where SWNN paid an artist to... Yeah essentially recreate the the image they saw uh that then the foreshadowing side of the coin kind of comes into play yeah so i think so i think we'll end up seeing him on a rancor i mean just you would have to imagine like he knew that java had a rancor he knew that there was a rancor pit for him to keep a rancor in case he wanted his own so like that's probably pretty high on his list he's like all right i got the palace i'm a crime lord now i got my captains in line now i need my rancor all right here we go. <laughs> and we still have that one moment from one of the trailers where we see him and Fennec, and it feels like the the throne was moving yeah. back into place after dropping someone down yep, the grate. Yep. So, yeah. And, and and after his uh, first foray in, in Moss, uh, how about that? Awesome. That city, we, we were all like, oh, what the Moss fuck Espa. is this? It's it's It was just Mos yeah. Espa. I mean, I, I know Tones was all pissed off, but I think he eventually... Came to... Um, I mean, he was breaking out, like, maps and shit from old old canon stuff. Like, look, the palace is here. Mos Espa's here. It's like, I, I love yeah. that, that type of diehard mentality. Yeah. But... If you listen, I think Garza says like, oh, you shouldn't have come such a long way by yourself. So I guess maybe he did take a long trip to get there. And it, and it is Moss. But anyways, it is Moss Espa. And the mayor rules Moss Espa and the plateaus of uh, Moss Espa. Yeah. So I just wanted to get that out there. Um, Yeah, the... The Miller time moment. I, I did like that. You gotta like that. It like was the, great. The chieftain is still not ready to give him full respect yet, but knowing that he single handedly killed whatever yeah. the fuck that thing was, he's definitely like, "All right, dude, you can have you can have yeah. some water." Here's Why a. Here's a it, was, it was pretty fun. Like you don't get a cloak yet. <laughs> you don't get a gaffy stick yet. Here's a little bit of water. Once you kill a few more things, then we'll give you everything else. Um, All right, so s some other interesting information we got, at least to people like me. We learned that the mayor's name is Mokshays. Mokshays. So that's what the Ithorian is called. Uh, the the, the Twi'lek is Mokshays' major domo, as we learned. And I did kind of like this scene, you know, where, where this guy is, you know, like, oh, yeah, tribute and sorry and sorry. But, oh, yeah, by the way, you need to fucking pay yeah. us. And, he, <laughs> and, and then Bo like, was like, Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't huh? think, yeah. He was so <laughs> confused. And I was like, this is a good moment. Like, that was one of my favorite moments from it for sure was just that exchange between those two. Because it shows, like. Yeah, well, because Fennec, Fennec's like, should we just fucking yeah. kill the guy? And Bo was like, uh, no. Uh, you can clearly tell that Boba knows about the mayor and what the mayor could get yeah. into. Because he's like, yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to get into that fucking hornet's nest yet. But then Fennec's like, yeah, you, you, your, our tribute to the mayor is that you get to leave unmolested. <laughs> like, 
uh, you're not going to die. Yeah, like we so, won't kill you. Um, but yeah, th- th- this clearly sets up the mayor, at least early on, as kind of being the early antagonist. And that's just what we heard months ago. Months ago. I mean, th- th- we're talking hell, dude. It may have been six months, seven months at this point. I think it was last spring when some extra was was on a set and just kind of remembered what he saw. And he's like, listen, Boba Fett, early on, kind of goes Hammer. up against this hammerhead-looking character. Yep. So is Mokshay's tied to Crimson Dawn? I don't know. But he clearly uh, does not want Boba Fett to come into power and was more than likely the one that sent the Maroon Goons after him, which, uh, you know, Nick and I were kind of spinning our tires on. Before we saw the episode, now I think it's a lot more clear that this is going to be his his early big time challenge yeah. is going to be from the yeah. mayor. You also got to love how they they went hard on this samurai terminology just to kind of you know go go all the way back to George Lucas's initial uh, motivations to make Star yeah. Wars was a lot of the samurai era stuff. I, I love that he's known as Lord Fett and he's a daimyo, which is essentially a, a a super high up warlord that's just under the shogun. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just, and Major Domo this and, you know, all the other, what were they calling them? The other daimyos or the other bosses. That was all. I, I just like that goofy shit. Uh, we finally learned who uh, Garce or Jennifer Beals is playing. It's uh, Lady Fwip, Garsa Fwip, who seems to be running a casino or, uh, as Bat calls it, a brothel slash casino. Yeah. Uh, she did. She did look fantastic. I mean, this lady's like pushing sixty in that that twilight getup with long nails. I mean, please, that's like. <laughs> I mean, just give me g- give me a porno of this right here. That's all I need. Matt's already got. He's he's like commissioning artists. He's like, I need you to draw something yeah. for me. Hey. Hook it up. Hook it yeah. up. So the gang symbol, obviously this is something we all need to pay attention to. Uh, at this point, I, I'm still thinking this Nikto gang gang is going to predominantly uh, be in the flashback narratives. And I do think they're going to do something which is going to be the impetus for Boba to be like, fuck yeah. you. And that's why we see the, the, the Tashi station beat down and whatnot. Uh, and they, they very may well be what kind of kicks them in the butt to uh, start moving on from the pack. But I, I'm thinking now, Nick, that his impetus for leaving the sand people may be the fact that he sees a Mandalorian show up on planet and and I, I still think you nailed it with the Grogu and Din in the book of Boba Fett it, it, more so now than than two weeks ago when I think you first brought yeah. it up because uh... I think it is gonna it's gonna pop up in one of the flashback moments and that is gonna be his impetus for getting the slave one back finally uh, you know after he heals Fennec and uh, maybe he gets a tip off in town like, yo, there's a Mando, like we've said, and he kind of tracks them all the way to uh, most Pelgos. And then he sees the, the armor and he's like, oh, yeah. shit. Then he watches Din get it back. And that's when he's like, all right, it's time to make yeah. my move. I don't know if the sand people are dead at this point, but I, there's a part of me that feels like his clan, these these uh, black robe wearing Tuscans may not fare well in the flashbacks and, and they their demise or whatever happens to them maybe it's just the boy gets killed and that's enough for Boba to lose it I think that's when he's like alright I need to get back and clean this shit yeah. up 
I can't have these gangs just going crazy on tattooing the outer rim anymore because you know Jabba's gone and you got this fat ass bib just sitting there letting them do whatever the fuck they want I need to control this so they don't fuck with people I appreciate anymore. yeah I think that that's like the like the progression of his relationship with these Tuscans is going to be very key because I can see it going two ways where it's like now he's starting to gain respect as time goes on. Like he becomes essentially like a member of their clan. I can, yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, man, it, like you said, last samurai dance yeah. with wolves. It's the same uh, thing. Yeah. Like they, they, they assimilate into the culture and both benefit from each other. I, I think that the Tuscans are clearly already benefiting from Boba's skill set. And Boba's benefits are going to come from, think about it, being with a family. Yeah. And I think that's why this this episode opens with him thinking about his birthplace and his dad. Boba's had no one since his dad was killed. Yeah, in the Clone Wars, he was hanging around with other degenerates. But even then, he, he was Boba Fett. He was still was a bounty hunter doing his own thing. He still was going to do what was best for Boba. And, and I think being with these Tuscans... There, I, there's going to be a bond that clearly is going to form between him and the child. I mean, come on, that that's that's like plain as day. And I do think a tragedy is going to take place, which is going to really reaffirm the, this new neo fet that all right, I need to do something. Yeah, enough of this shit. I need to get my fucking armor back wherever it's at. It's got to be on this planet somewhere, and I need to take charge mm-hmm. and 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 kind of clean up the the crime world so it's not fucking with these people out in the desert like that whole mission like if that does come to fruition is just such so out of character for what people would recognize boba fett to be like you know him literally like going out of his way to get vengeance on somebody who didn't really wrong him like if they killed the kid or if they kill if they like took out this band of of nomads of, of nomad tuscans like old Boba Fett would probably be like, well, fuck it. Like, I didn't know these people anyway. Like, yeah, they got me back on my feet eventually after they beat me. But like, I don't owe anything to them to now going to possibly they fucked up or like they killed this kid. They kidnapped this kid, whatever. Now I need to go and and seek retribution, which is a big step for him in his, in his development towards being more than just like a lone wolf bounty hunter. And you could see, in that moment is when he decides like, again, like with Fennec, like he didn't need to say Fennec could have just been dead in the fucking in in the desert. Like he didn't need her. Like he found her there and was like, okay, probably first thing that comes to his head is like, okay, you probably know who this other Mandalorian is. So I'll save you for that. But it's also like, I just left a situation where like I essentially had a family and now I don't have anybody again. Yes. I I do think that is going to be a main theme is, this kind of quasi family unit that he's going to form with these Tuscans. And, and that is ultimately what is going to, or, and what we've seen shape the Boba Fett that showed up in the Mandalorian season yeah. two, uh, who, who wasn't a guy that you just have to worry about disintegrating everyone at the, at the drop of yeah. a hat. Uh, he had a little more and we saw it. I mean, we, 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 I don't want to call it the softening of Boba Fett. Cause I mean, he's still, he still used a rocket to blow up a lone individual in this episode. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> talk about overkill. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I fucked up the first time and shot it right into a shield. I'm not going to miss with this second shot. And he just blows that to dude pieces, to smithereens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, he 
even in Mando, once he understood what Din was up to and why Din had the armor and, and, and Grogu, he's like, you know what, motherfucker? We're going to throw in with you. We owe you now. You got me my armor back. I respect you for that. Here's my chain code. Watch my dad dance at Disney. And, you know, I'm going to help you out until we get, get your kid back. Yeah. And then after that, he's like, all right, now it's time to enact uh, Crime Lord Phase yeah. 1. So to kind of close this out, do you think that yeah. people, like the hardcore fetters from like back in the day, do you think that this series is ultimately going to make them like Fett more? Or is this going to be like put put them off of Fett? Because you can clearly see that like, like that commenter said, you know, a couple weeks ago, like I just want him to be the badass bounty hunter that he was before. And that's clearly not going to happen. So how do you think this is going to affect the Boba Fett fandom? Like people that aren't 100% stable <laughs> in life and like really get worked up over little things in Star Wars, I, I do think it's going to bother them big time. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about like, you know, I, I, we all like to say that they're just fringe Star Wars fans, but I don't know. I'm starting to think that the majority of Star Wars fans are just toxic. But I, I do think that the, the crowds that hate everything Disney and blame everything KK are going to jump on that for sure. Like, you ruined Boba Fett. You made him old and a <laughs> pussy. He was only blowing people up with rockets instead of melting their faces and their armor. And I still don't get where they get all this shit from unless they were reading comic books or expanded universe. Because, you, you know, you know, my version of Fett before Mando in the book of Boba Fett is that he's a toolbox. So he's, 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 he's like a, he's like furniture in a room. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. He doesn't fucking talk. He doesn't do shit. He literally doesn't do shit, but fall in a Sarlacc pit. So yeah, yeah. The, the, the quick answer. Yes, there are going to be, there is going to be a swath of, of Boba Fett fanboys and girls that are probably going to be put off on what happens to the character in this series. hundred yeah. percent. I think it's um, going to be hard to avoid that. I mean, it's the same kind of thing that I felt about the solo movie when it came out. Cause I mean, we talked about it before it released and I was like, this is probably the most dangerous thing that they've done so far. Cause you're taking an established character and you're essentially, you know, you're, you're telling new stories and that's always going to bring backlash with fan bases because everybody has preconceived notions or they, Cling on to, uh, to, you know, stuff that they made up for the character. And then when that doesn't come to fruition, it gets all, it gets very hard for them. That's the, to, that's the big problem, man. I mean, that it's like, and I think we've, I experienced it with the prequels. I'm not saying I'm, I'm perfect. I mean, I, I, I get my fucking balls up my butt sometimes over Star Wars stuff that I had wrote in my head that doesn't play out the right way. But yeah, no, that, that is it. I mean, that. I think that's where most of it comes from these days is like, no, I'm right. What they did was wrong. And now I'm just going to be pissy and shit on everything. Yeah. I mean, it would be different if it's I'm, I'm like, trying not to live my Star Wars life that yeah, way anymore. Yeah, it's, it's hard to do that. Like I, I could understand if there was like big retcons that this show did or something like that based off of like, you know, what's what like active storylines are. But I don't feel like that happened. I mean... Yeah, you can you no. can always look back on like the expanded universe novels and stuff like that. But ultimately, 
you know, they're not drawing references from those legacy or what is it called? They, they're called Star Wars Legends, Legend. Legends, not Legacy. Uh, like, the, you know, you can use that. And we've seen, you know, John and Dave and other creators use pieces of Star Wars Legends and in the shows and stuff now. But ultimately, like, if you're going to have somebody like Robert Rodriguez come in and essentially, you know, build a whole show around a character like Boba Fett, you have to give him the ability to to erase some of those things and, and come up with new stories and, and different ways of how this character can can grow and progress. Because, I mean, up and through the EU, like he was a bounty hunter all the way, like like until he died essentially like he like he was a bounty hunter yeah. when fucking Ben Solo and and uh and Jaina Solo and or not Ben Solo I mean uh Ben Skywalker and Jason Solo and Jaina Solo were like Jedi so he was still doing the same shit and then you know now we're we're getting a, a different version of Boba Fett that shows a little bit more growth beyond just like yeah I'm still a bounty hunter so I mean it's it's a, it's a different put him in the cargo yeah, hold like I, I kind of enjoy that they're taking him in a different direction because it would have been too easy yes, for him to uh, just pop out of the thing and be like, all right, back in a slave one bounty hunting again. It's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all for this, uh, Renaissance period for Boba Fett. I mean, it, 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 it more so f- f- than just the character. Again, I like the world building that these shows are doing for all of star Wars not necessarily just the titular character all the time. It's the little stuff. It's getting the flashback. All right, now we know the Sarlacc. Good, check. That was great. Um, you know, seeing even the stuff with the Tuscans and how those interactions are probably what led to him changing his ways a bit. I'm all for that type of stuff. So uh, I'm good to go. In terms of what I think we're going to see this week, let's kind of let's break out the crystal ball. I think the episode's going to start on a flashback again because he's technically still he's in, the in the tank, tank unless they unless they just progress time a little bit and i guess the other opening shot i could see is fennec walking the uh, maroon goon back that we've seen yeah. um either way i think at least the present timeline content we get in episode two is going to be all that stuff with the mayor yeah, that- i think fennec comes back with the captive they decide that they have to go and fucking see this guy in person because clearly, uh, you know, he didn't send a tribute. They didn't pay tribute back. There's already bad blood forming. They already tried to, or the mayor already tried to fucking kill Fett and Fennec. So I think this is where we, we get the, he, he brings the captive back and we get the smoking gun and, you know, maybe there's a little shoot him up in the mayor's place after all. Uh, in the flashbacks, I could see us getting the Tashi Station beatdown because he's still in those scenes we saw from the trailer. He was still wearing the jumpsuit and looking pretty run down. He, he did not have the his uh, robes yeah. on yet, his nomad robes, none of that shit. So uh, I, I am I do think we're probably going to get a little more present timeline in episode two than we did in episode one, and it's going to solely focus on pushing the narrative forward with between Boba and the mayor and, and how are they going to coexist as leaders of factions in Mos Espa? 
Uh, is this where we learn the mayor's working for CD? Is he just a CD puppet and he doesn't know he's working for CD? Um, who knows? But I, I do think, at least from the trailer moments, this is where we get to see probably the Gamorrean guards get shot down at the mayor's place. Those other guards that we tie to the mayor, uh, the mayor himself, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mokshays. Yeah. So that, that's where I think we're we're going in, yeah. in episode two. So I think the big Tashi Station beatdown flashback plus some stuff we haven't seen. The major stuff, the big stuff, as Robert called it, and then present timeline will be spent on Boba and Fennec confronting the mayor for his shenanigans. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if if we do get the the Tashi Station beatdown, like what spurs that on because that would seem like a maybe that is what that's probably what pushes him to be like full tribe member is like, okay, he went out and did something for us. He, he, he avenged either a death or he, okay. he, you know, took, you know, made sure that these guys won't fuck with us anymore. And this is what gets you your, your black robe and your gaffy stick. All right. Um, so something yeah, has to happen can't... before he gets to Tashi. Something has to happen that instigates that moment to happen. Yeah, or, or he just rolls up on it, and because did you feel like when when the when the child showed him what was going on at that moisture yeah. farm, you could almost see in Boba's face that he didn't yeah, like it. something was already he, he yeah he he wasn't like gonna go try to be a hero. He's not stupid, but he, he I just felt watching it that it did not sit well with it's him. It's almost even all the all the shady shit he did. He he did not like the fact. That a, a just a regular person was getting beat down by a gang yeah, of shit for, for no reason. Like it, I know it's not like a perfect comparison, but like if nothing, if there, if if really nothing happens to the Tuscans that spurs on him going to Tashi and beating down these this gang, then it's almost like prison rules where it's like I have to show you how badass I am right up front, so I just get respect <laughs> yeah, right, immediately. Like- they give him a sharpened spork yeah. and they're like, have at it, bro. <laughs> you, you remember when, when, when little was showing you these fuckers? Yeah, they're a problem. Yeah. Go take care of it. Yeah. So then that's that's like his, <laughs> he makes his bones off of the fucking, off the Nick yeah, gang. I, I don't know. Because I think at this point we can't speculate that he is going to Tashi and Anchorhead to get away because no. he, he already said in, in in episode one like hey i can get the i can get us to anchor head and get us off world yeah he he's not then gonna go there just looking to beat the shit out of people in his jumpsuit after he made inroads with the tuscans by killing the sand creature like i don't feel at this point he is now looking to escape uh, it, it's almost like i could see in episode two here where you see him accepting his current fate and kind of embracing the fact that, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of enjoy being detached from the galaxy. Yeah. Cause he is, he, he was a galactic character. He was bounty hunter or not. He was known throughout the galaxy by every major faction. And he had mad respect. He was, a, he was a player in the galaxy, whether he was a bozo or not in the original trilogy. So he could just be like, y- y- this is nice. I need this. It's given me that sense of family, it's giving me a peace I've been looking for. I still feel like shit physically and mentally because of the the, the, the horrific uh, encounter I had with a Sarlacc pit. 
Um, so he decides on his own to just kind of live with these people. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but I, but I still think something major is going to have to happen to this tribe to, or maybe it is seeing another Mando to kind of get him thinking like, all right, well, what, what can I do now? Now that I am a better version of myself, what can I do to either help the people that help me or to, you know, like we, we are sort of speculating here, uh, get a little vengeance for people that helped me then got fucked by shitheads. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a good, it was a good setup episode. It wasn't something like, you know, Mando S1, E1, where you get the fucking huge drop. Um, you know, there was no wow moment, like we said up front, but I think it does a good job of setting up like, you know, potential areas to where the character can go. And, you know, we can kind of start to see a little bit of, of what's in the future for Boba Fett at the end of the, this, you know, I guess the, you know, the further six episodes of the series then um, yeah. So yeah, but I think we have at minimum, if, if the episodes stay tiny, which I, I hope they don't, I, I really, cartoons are fantastic at, at 30 minutes yeah. or less live action. I don't like it. Like unless it's a sitcom and you, you go through the formula from start to finish little jaunts of live action. I, I said, I'm not a huge fan. It's like by the time you, you settle in the fucking awesome concept art is scrolling across the screen. Yeah, it's, it's like, like All oh, right, wow, well, it's over already. Got <laughs> seven more days to see what happens next. I yeah. guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, hey, like one six shooter saying down there, if you are watching the live stream, give us a like, leave a comment, subscribe, subscribe, turn on notifications. If you have not already done so. Uh, yeah, I got good news for everyone. Bad news for Nick or I, but we were fired from uh, Manscaped, hey. so no more reads. I didn't even tell Nick yet. I was saving it for the show. We got the we got the boot last week. Apparently, uh, no one <laughs> no one used our code the, during December the at all month. during like a prime shopping it's season. It's like weird so though we, we because get, they had like it's hard to like justify that when they had a twenty percent off sale running on the site the whole month. So why would anybody right. use our yeah. code? It doesn't stack, but hey, that's on them. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Hey, we 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 love Manscaped. No, no shit talking here, but hey, if, if you don't perform, th- get the boost. Things happen. We I understand it more than anyone trying to make a make a place for myself on the web. You got to you got to come through or or that's it. They'll pull the plug quick. So, we don't have to worry about any more promos for at least the next few months, I think. She said she may revisit it down the road after some of you knuckleheads may run out of your supplies. Yeah. Um All right. So, yeah, there we go. That is the the full SWTS breakdown of The Book of Boba Fett S1E1. It was pr- a little bit longer than I thought we'd go, but I think it was a good uh, detailed discussion that should have some people thinking about what is next in the book of Boba Fett. And luckily, uh, you know, for some of you, it's, it's only a few hours away for people like me. It's, it's over 12, not, not much further last week, even Nick, even in all my debauchery, my body still was like, it's a fucking new star Wars <laughs> show day. You're getting up at four forty-five, And it just like, I just pop up. I'm like, Star Wars, and go down, go down to the basement, and and get to it. So, all right, okay. Um, uh, that's really all we had. I mean, uh, in between the break when we we uh, we took our week off, we did get the reveal from Hot Toys that there is going to be a Fennec Shand, and yes, she looks beautiful. I already got her pre-ordered, and just as things usually go with sideshow. 
I got my $20 off coupon, I think 12 hours after I pre-ordered her with no coupon. Dude, they so, do that on purpose. Thanks, Sideshow. <laughs> they did literally Big fucking do that help, pal. Of co- I know, of course. I mean, that, that's all ad algorithm built in. They're like, oh, this shithead bought something Star Wars. Now we'll send them a code for more Star Wars, even though he just paid us all his money for said Star Wars. Um, but she's out there a little pricey at 270 but you got to add her if you're a nut like me. You got to get that, that wave. Uh, and it, it really is a good looking Ming Na Wen figure. I mean, let, let's be that real. Way. It's it's Ming. It's not Fennec. So, and she really was. I mean, it kind of. I know we're trying to get away from Book of Boba Fett, but uh, Ming Na is just she's fantastic as Fennec Shand. I love it. Um, I, I don't know. There there could be a point in time where. Do you think her and Boba ever uh, do the hanky panky pissy at each um. other, or, or does she maybe uh, go behind his back if if he isn't getting tough as fast as she wants? Think, could you yeah. see a schism? I could see like Fennec being the one to like incite more aggressive tactics because she's already doing it in the first episode. She's already right. like, Hey, like, are you sure you don't want well, me to I like mean, fucking it, 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 you? Well, you saw at the end when, when she starts running and Boba knows he's like, man, I just got the shit a few too many vaults <laughs> yeah. in my kidneys. He's like, I'm good. I gotta go back to my back to tank and take a shit. And as soon as she starts she's running, like, he's like, a lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what the fuck? And, and that was the best one. <laughs> she she captures two of them. She's like, you know what? I don't need two of you. And just kicks yeah. the one fucker right off the yeah. roof. And uh, it was beautiful. I could see anyways, some early like tension already kind of like take you know, slipping in. Could you see it? Could you see her end up backstabbing him in the end? I don't know about backstabbing him, but I can see her being like, hey man, like I know that you went into this with this idea of like you're gonna be this benevolent crime lord, but you're still a crime lord. And there's still people out right. there that want to fucking kill you. So maybe you don't be, you know, so so light on on shit and start to be a little bit more heavy handed. Like you don't need to be like Jabba where you're some fat slob who just has everybody else do stuff. But you also don't need to be like a fucking Jedi where it's like, OK, well, let's capture yeah. him and let's have a conversation. And, Goody two shoes. You know, like find a good middle ground between a piece of shit that doesn't do anything and somebody who's just too nice to people like you need to still have this hard line in you, which we really I mean, like we haven't really seen it yet. I mean, I know that we haven't had we only had 30 minutes of content, but it, it is still kind of weird that he is taking a little bit more of a measured approach towards things. So I think she may try to pull out kinda. the uh, the violence in him. It's his, it's his, it's his time with the uh, with the wild hunt. They do kind of look like the Wild Hunt, don't they? From from The yeah. Witcher, all black. And speaking of The Witcher, did you fire up season I've, two? I've watched episode one so far. I have that haven't gone any further, but I that yeah. is going to be like a, a me solo show because The Witcher is just something that Taylor cannot get into. So no, yeah. no. See, I I somehow tricked my wife into digging it. Yeah. She she. In fact, I've had to I've had to rewatch episodes two, three, and four because over these two weeks, by you know when we'd throw on a show for us around these days is like ten. Yeah, your old friend had, you know, two or three, four beers in him at that point. Maybe maybe a little puffy. Yeah, and, and I'd be you know I, I I lay there and she you know rubs my head and I'm just fucking Sleep. out of it. Like yeah. as soon as that starts happening, I'm like ah, this is dead. I'll, I'll wake up in a scene and pretend like I haven't been sleeping. She's like, I, I saw you. You were fucking yeah. out for like 10 minutes. You missed this, this, and this. I'm like, fuck. Because I hate that. I, I hate 
watching something and and because you know i i have things in my system that i'm not really watching it you know what i mean like you're watching it but you're not like i I don't like admitting this to people but christmas day nick yeah i had to ask my family if we ate dinner (laughs) and i cooked the fucking i cooked the fucking dinner okay and, and, you know, you people are like, oh, oh you, you probably drank it. I, I, that's the thing. I, I, I didn't even drink that much. I mean, I, I think I had a, I had a couple beers and, and I think I had a, a Bloody Mary, but it, it was nothing crazy. It's not, it wasn't like I was just sitting there all day pounding drinks, but there is a defined moment on Christmas day where my brain just, just shut turned off. off. Yeah. And I think I'm, I should be a little scared of this and not like joke about it, but I remember cooking the fillets and, and bringing them in and that's it. And my mom, my you know, my wife, they're like, yeah, you you just be like laying on the couch and pop up, and we we were watching Encanto. You just you stopped it and rewinded half of it because I guess you thought you missed some of it. <laughs> and then she said, I kept asking, did we eat yet? Did we eat? Oh god, yet? it's like what a fucking what loser. Like I I woke up Sunday, I'm like I am a fucking loser, but I wasn't hungover. I didn't feel blacked out. My brain just turned yeah. off. I mean that happens so. sometimes. Joe in the live, Joe says, skip the matrix. You skip the part of the podcast where both Matt and I liked it, Joe. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, Klondike. I, I kind of dug it. I've actually seen it twice. Yeah, um, yeah we're, we're, we both I, enjoyed uh, the matrix. So I enjoyed it. I, I like the fact that they tortured Neo by making him, <laughs> making him a game designer. That made the matrix. <laughs> yeah. That, that essentially just like his game was the first three movies. Yeah. It was fantastic stuff. Uh, all right. So, uh, Fennec. Okay. Well, it's time for the fan segment. Everyone's favorite segment, including these Russian scumbags that keep coming into the live stream and dropping in some weird, uh, poisonous code. You are a wrench. And this is like coming. Throw the ban hammer at him. <laughs> They've been doing. Joe's Joe's been doing all right. He's been he's been wiping them out. I was doing it earlier before the rent just showed up. But yeah, so the uh, fan segment. This one is probably going to be a little bit longer than usual because uh, I was surprised by this. Um, Nick, Joe, you're not wrong. The the ending there was a little wonky of of Matrix. Yeah, yeah, the the ending, as we as we say in the biz, it, it was a little bit of a a a soft landing. It wasn't. Like like the whole climax and the way it was resolved, yeah. And then the very end, I, I get you. But for the most part, I, I think it it honored what came before and told a decent story in the present. But anyways, fan segment, we do it every show. We're one of the only stupid Star Wars podcasts out there that chooses to incorporate the fans of their show into the show. So every week we do a fan segment here at the end. Best way to get involved really is being looped into our Instagram account at Star Wars Time Show on IG. We do the question of the week every Tuesday, which I will put on Instagram, and you can reply via stories or comments. And then we obviously are one of the main Star Wars toy photography and art feature pages out there. So use hashtag Star Wars Time Show in these days until uh, Meta gets whatever out of their ass and fixes that fucking notification system in messages I almost want to say stop tagging us, but I'm not. So tag at Star Wars Time Show, hashtag Star Wars Time Show for a chance to be in the top five, which Nick, 
went above and beyond. I, I really was surprised by this. I thought he was just going to say, fuck you to all you people last week. <laughs> no. But he went ahead and did, did a top, top 10. 10. We got a top 10 coming at you. off the 20. So we got it. That's right. We've got an expanded top five. And because Nick did uh, more uh, toy features, I added a few more comments from the question of the week. So again, question of the week and then our top five. So let me pull up the screen for everyone so we can see. Uh, my job is easy these days for question of the week because I just have to uh, rehash some Boba Fett stuff. What's going on here? Browser window go away. Oh, Slack, you don't want to. Hold on. We got to. Sometimes we got to fire up the, the go machine when, when things aren't working. Jedi here. Knight inside just joined the uh, live stream. Spoiler alert. All he right. may be included in the end segment at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jedi Knight inside is doing some great is, stuff. Yeah. Lots of, I, I like uh, where the mind's at. The creative mind is out on this one. But before we get into honoring our top 10 Star Wars featured artists. Let's go ahead and deal with the question of the week, which, like I said, is very easy these days when we have some Star Wars content to consume. I'm just going to ask all of you, hey, what would you feel about it? Although these days, uh, you know, I guess this is a little clickbaity or, or leading you, but I asked, what was your favorite or least favorite moment from the Book of Boba Fett episode one? And yeah, I know I, I shouldn't add negativity into the question but considering how f as star wars fans flock to clickbait and negativity in general i figured why not try <laughs> to uh troll for a few more comments so i i opened it up to let people shit on the there show as well shitting on stuff is our okay. is our main thing that's what we always do <laughs> yes that is a, that is becoming an american pastime these yeah. days just being angry all right I'll, I'll i'll take a few of these first ones clatu because we haven't seen clatu in a while uh, fave moment was the escape from Sarlacc, 8D8, and Max Rebo, even though Rebo looked a bit odd. Least favorites, they went for the two for two. Uh, the the Gamorian look design and the fighting scenes. Also wasn't sure about Ludwig Gorenson's theme music this time. Okay. Uh, I, 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 a lot of people a lot of people got gripes with the Gamorians, and, and I'm not gonna lie, it is it is weird. Like how they go from being short, stocky pigmen to like tall beer belly, not even bodybuilder guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, well. I mean, I, we've only ever seen like three Gamorrean guards ever. So I don't want to say like they yeah. all have to look exactly the same. I mean, like true, true. It's enough. like if you true looked enough. at a fucking human, like the first time an alien sees a human and it's fucking Yao Ming. And they're like, well, everybody must be seven foot one in Chinese. Yeah. Like, no, that's, that's a good point. That's so, a good point. I think Nick just cleared it up for all of us, at least for me. So thank yeah. you, Sir <laughs> no Nick. No problem. <laughs> uh, Lima Four Photos has a good one here. My favorite, having a new Star Wars show to watch. My least favorite, some goddamn fans calling the whole series a bust just because the first episode wasn't to their lofty expectations. Just let things play out, okay? Gosh, Lima, Sorry. why are you we being to, we, we, so logical and measured? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we, if you're new to the fan segment in the question of the week, I, at least when I read, I try to bring out the, the tone inflection. that the uh, message was written Also, we'll read in. all Nick of your reads, uh, typos as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Some of my favorite moments from the show are listening to Nick try to read some of the, the <laughs> shit you guys vomit up as comments. 
Uh, all right. Uh, Jason B. Michael, look at this. I liked all of it, but I do feel the fight scene was clumsily filmed. Rodriguez is normally better at cutting action That's together. Good. Here, here. All right, I'll take these. All right, Nick, yeah. why don't you, you take these All away. right, South P24 says, probably the wrist rocket was my favorite moment. Least favorite was the night scene on Tatooine when he runs away. <laughs> His running itself was funny, and the volume was very noticeable, almost like the first season of Star Trek, The Next Generation. Yeah, we, we brought that up. <laughs> the running scene was definitely... Uh, it's rough yeah. man like I, I it's like if i was tem i would call up and be like yo you guys like, gotta bro, fucking cut that like how do you not I, I look like an asshole yeah, it's like how do you not ask for another take of that like if you're robert did you just be like all right cena him running one shot move on did you not even look at it like come on yeah or or you know use the stunt double yeah, like i don't want to i don't want to poke fun at tem but i mean he he looked like he had a broom up his ass running like it did not it looked like he was like squeezing a diarrhea in like Ooh. very weird like if I if I if I unpucker my my brown eye, this stuff is coming out in this suit. But oh well. <laughs> All right, we're through it. Next one, SW props says least favorite moment was pretty much the fact they didn't have a good start to the series. Chapter one is supposed Ooh. to grab your attention, like a book does on the first page. It didn't. It was so embarrassing, and the only good thing about it being <laughs> this bad is it can only go up from here. Bosk and Cad, let's go. P.S. Ming Na was the only good thing about chapter one. Can't throw her in with the rest of the averageness. Whoa. Whoa. Justin Pops just went. I mean, he's coming nuts. in with a fucking wrecking ball. I know. He's here. like, fucking start it over. Fucking fire Rodriguez. Get fucking Filoni <laughs> out of there. We need fucking new people. Yeah. <laughs> he's ready to. He's going on. I think he, he's probably going to do a segment on the, the Mike Zero YouTube <laughs> channel about <laughs> like who's getting fired no, from this episode. No. Hopefully it can come back. Hopefully episode two will be more to your liking, Justin. Next up, Budfu 2. All right. With a, with a cameo from SW Props. He says, uh, Budfu 2 says, and I still don't understand why they have the Gamorrean guards <laughs> look like Target Halloween costumes. Uh, Props comes back and says, the whole episode looked like a Halloween, looked like Halloween costumes, except for Fennec. <laughs> And then uh, Budfu2 also says, worst part was that they got the Max Rebo character wrong. Based it on the Kenner figure rather than the original ROTJ one, lazy researching their own characters. Wow. All right, man. Ripping Let's apart. See. Everybody hates it. <laughs> A Star Wars story. He's, he's in here now. He says, least favorite Boba had recently fought a detachment of Imperial Stormtroopers with mixed light arms. The equivalent of medium and heavy machine guns and mortars that were there to kill him. Then he gets surrounded by dorks and jumpsuits with shields, and he's less <laughs> deadly than Wicked. <laughs> Dude, that's I, I, I agree. look. I agree with you on that. That that whole scene, I was like, "Are you fucking serious? Like he can't like kick him in yeah. the leg or shoot him in the foot or just like the guy's holding a shield?" And I don't think the shield was like was it electrified? Like I don't I don't remember that, but like. Push it, like push them away from you. No, I mean, they were doing like it was like old school Spartan yeah. warfare Boom. where they're just like box, they box them in with yeah, shields. And it was like, a, like they, they did something similar in Black Panther yeah. with their ray shields, right? Where they, they box yeah. everyone in. It's but it's also like you have oh a well. fucking flamethrower on your arm, <laughs> like just do something with that. Yeah. I don't know. Instead of shooting a, a rocket two feet in front of you into a shield. Yeah. Maybe light them in fire or point the rocket at their feet. Yeah. Or, hey, you've got a fucking rocket on your back, bro. Yeah, just, like, 
Take off. Oh well. And then uh, <laughs> that fight, honestly, that so fight good. is pure. It was purely for the narrative. Yeah. It was to split them up, get him back in a back to tank, so we could have another flashback, and so she could catch a goon for episode if two. You, that, that's that's why they did yeah. what they did. If sadly. somebody told you that Robert Rodriguez was a master of action and they used that scene to to prove it, you'd be <laughs> no. like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" No, it was it was yeah. bad. Um, it was bad. Even when they were like making contact, it, it didn't look no. good. Like like my stunt buddy said he just said the action was trash all right this begro he kind of jumped in on star wars stories he says nail meat head that's exactly what i thought what happened to that badass on the mandalorian r.i.p all right next up skeletron photography says i think boba is shown to be a little too weak he could have easily escaped the assassination attempt using his jetpack other than that i want more so okay so more dislike of the shield scene uh Sting, uh, what is it? Stings does, doesn't, I don't. Stings doesn't it? it? Stings doesn't it. Yep, that's it. Damn, that was too hard for me to read. He says, love the scene where he escapes the Sarlacc pit. Besides that, I really. No, you read it the wrong way. Love the scene where he escapes the Sarlacc pit. Starlack pit. Starlack pit. pit. (laughs) The Starlack pit. This is one in space. Yeah, the Starlack. It's a new new species. Yes, a Starlack. It's shaped like a star in the sand. Um, besides that, <laughs> I really liked how he was able to take on the sand monster and proves his dominance and skill and in result earned some respect. There you yeah, go. Some positivity out of stings, doesn't it? At the end, at least he likes how he fucking killed the sand monster. Um, but yeah, I mean, there you go. a lot of focus on like, Hey, what the fuck was that fighting scene? Why was that yeah. so fucked up? Obviously, you know, something like something as egregious as that, like you, you kind of have to call it out. Like it was it was very poorly done. Um, I, it's like, I don't know, man. I mean, you got to think about the minds that approve that. And it's crazy. I mean, fucking Fav- Favreau wrote the fucking episode. I mean, Favreau wrote the series. He, he EP'd it. He was on set. I'm sure uh, Filoni read the notes. I'm sure they watched the dailies. And they're all like, yeah, Dude, like it. for like someone said, like hey, Robert just, Rodriguez, it, like who, who literally made like just in, like makes incredible action oriented movies to like, look at that scene and be like, this is exactly what I wanted to do. Feels weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, uh, I wonder who had ultimate sign off on you that. You could have gotten like him a deadline, not being yeah. met. Was it COVID related? Who you could knows? have gotten him in that back to tank in so many different ways. And you chose that. Like you could have had him like, kicking the shit out of these guys and then he takes like a stray like a bullet to the back he takes like, yeah, or, or like actually gets stabbed yeah. instead of just i mean yeah let's be real i mean he is an older man he probably has internal injuries from the pit and all this other things this is stuff we're, we're thinking about but ultimately they they electrocuted him a few times and he was done like boba fett was done yeah like needed to be wheeled carried all the way back yeah. to the palace by his uh, Gamora. I mean, like I get, so like I get a lot of the gripes that people have. One thing I don't like, I understand that like, you know, we see something one time and like everything has to look like that. Like, you know, that's what the expectation is. But like, I, that doesn't bother me. Like the Gamorian look doesn't bother me because like I said, like you don't know what, uh, if you put a hundred Gamorians in a room, do they all look exactly the fucking same? Like, there's gonna be some, That's a good some variance in how they they look, even if they are like. And remember, they they established that these are the elite yeah. 
Gamorians. These were like Jabba's personal bodyguards that then transferred the bib that have now transferred the boba. So it, like you're saying, I know it's not going to make people happy, but there, there could be a different class yeah. of Gamorrean. Like, There's like your fodder, the, the ones that you don't care if they fall down the rancor pit hole. And that, you know, kind of like the bouncers that sit at the door. They're not the most skilled. They just look fat and like you don't want to mess with them. And then you have like the elite warriors that are a little more capable. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So thank you all for the responses. I think we had like 30, 40 responses on that. On that yeah, it was a good image, one. So. Like I said, man, you, you let them get in there and like Talk throw shit. a little hate at Star <laughs> Wars, they will they're, come. They're happy Don't to worry. do it. Um, so let's move into this week's. I think my, my title for the subsequent breakdowns are just going to be the Book of Boba Fett episode two sucks yeah. dick. Fuck. And just see like if that gets more people to click. So fucking yeah. bad. There we go. Disney, Disney continues to ruin Boba <laughs> Fett in episode two. Oh, man. But yes, we'll, we'll we'll allow you guys to to type some hate every now and then. But you know, yeah, have but we that, like, are allowed to refute what you say. So just remember that if you type you some go. bullshit and we know it's bullshit, we're gonna call you on no, it. We'll call you. <laughs> on we're it. gonna call I mean, you on it. it. Might might drag you all over the mat. Yeah. You never know what type of mood I'll be in. I, I don't know if we'll ever have the the boba moment of twenty twenty. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried to call people yeah, out. No, that's what we do here. All right. All right. Moving on to, and I guess it's kind of fitting that, you know, we, did, we didn't do a, didn't really have an end of a year show or doing that special pomp and circumstance for the year changing over. I mean, it's us. We, we don't even do anything special for Star Wars Day. So <laughs> welcome to the Star Wars Time Show. But Nick did decide to give you artists out there. And again, it, it's not just toy photography. It could be traditional uh, as we call real ass paint, real ass pencils, real ass markers, shit like that. You know, uh, you could be like our boy, uh, super scoundrel and vectoring away. It could be tattooing. It could be cosplay. We've actually had some really cool cosplay center ways too. So, uh, anyways, we do, we do this. This is every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. I did not miss a single day over the like holiday that. break. I was throwing shit out there. So on Instagram, make sure you're following at Star Wars Time Show if you make a lot of cool Star Wars shit. And it could be shit, literally shit. We've asked for <laughs> it. We're still waiting for it. Oh God. We know one of you degenerates might actually do it at some oh, point. Good. Uh, but if you make Star Wars content of any kind, stop motion, tattooing, like I said, toy Pixel photography, arts. cosplay photography, you name it, at Star Wars Time Show, tag us, use hashtag Star Wars Time Show. Throughout the week, I'll pick some shots that use the tag and I will feature them on the account. And then every Monday night, Nick sits around with his hot toddy and selects the top five. But this week, because we missed last week, is a top ten. So, Nick, let's get to it. Who cracked the end of the year top 10 list of our star wars featured artist segment. the first one is the one that i actually just called out for joining the chat not too long ago it is at jedi underscore night underscore inside jedi night inside and he's got an awesome uh shot of, of what could have been the uh the dark side luke skywalker it looks like so you see luke sitting on the uh the emperor's throne from the throne room in rotj or the chair, I don't know, whatever, his chair. He's got his father's lightsaber ignited, sitting in the throne, reaching his hand out almost as if to to, to, to 
feel the dark side of the force for the first time. Oh yeah. Um, so I thought that that was cool that, that Jedi Knight inside kind of gives us an, almost like an alternate ending kind of look towards ROTJ with Luke. Yeah, that, that's actually the, when I look closer, Nick, that's, that, that is the Skywalker family blade. So we could interpret at least from, uh, Jedi Knight inside or Jedi, what the fuck? Jedi Knight inside. inside. <laughs> the vision here is, you know, you know, like you said, this is a what if. Yeah. Luke took down his dad, took out the Emperor, and just through that hate alone, he's already made his kyber crystal yeah. bleed red. Bleeded right? it. He's already made it bleed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I, Jedi Knight inside, I, I like what they do. Uh, you know, sometimes you'll get elaborate sets, uh, but other times, shots like this, it's just, you know, I'm guessing in a, in a dark room somewhere, you get some atmosphere in there and just rely on the lighting and the posing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just, I haven't fucking shot toys in months at this point. It's actually, I'm starting to feel bad. Like I, almost like I, I want to do it again, which I guess is a good yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. Right. You're getting a little uh, passion back for it. There you go. Yeah. It's like, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking at the, the calendar and I'm, I'm losing days off. Right. I got the rest of this week and then a few days next week, but I'm still like daddy pickup. So my window to do stuff while also getting in, you know, some Star Wars work and a workout is essentially 7.30 a.m. to 2.20. That's the time <laughs> that I have at the house by myself. And, you know, after Star Wars time and workout time, I may have two or three hours to focus on something. Should that focus be on toy photography? Should it be on finally organizing and cleaning up this shithole basement that just has figures strewn everywhere? I don't know, but I am, I do want to get back there. And when I see stuff like this from Jedi Knight inside, it's like, all right, man, you can do it. It doesn't have to be elaborate to be great. Exactly. It doesn't have to be elaborate to be great. It's, it really is. It's lighting, atmosphere, pose. Yep. And that's, he hit all of them. So at Jedi underscore night underscore inside. Awesome work. Thank you for joining the chat as well. JKI. Oh yeah. Make sure to subscribe if you like, or even if you don't like what you see, uh, we promise you, you'll either love us or hate us. And it may be good for you either, either or yeah. right. We're, we're yin yang with a lot of people. Right. All right. Next up is at five, two, nine underscore J. He's been one of my favorite accounts this year, and and this one was just another awesome one. So what yeah. we see is uh, the Emperor himself. He's walking along uh, the Death Star. He's walking along some sort of Imperial vessel, but he didn't see the caution wet floor sign. Oh, no. Slips. Canes all up in the air. We catch him mid-fall. <laughs> And then the uh, the stormtrooper who's mopping is standing right next to him looking over. And, and Matt, I have a feeling that this guy might have been crispy right after the uh, the Emperor oh, gets yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's my favorite part because you, you can see <laughs> the anger. Not that you can even see the stormtrooper's face, but you can you can tell the expression is I'm dead. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit. I mean, he's literally he's looking at Palpatine going, I'm fucking dead. I am dead. I should have put the sign closer to the doorway so he saw it when he was coming through. But now the Emperor Darsidious just slipped because my dumbass is mopping the Death Star floor. <laughs> and yeah, it's just, it's just the look like, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, this guy is going to fuck me up. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just great all around. I mean, like the pose of Palpatine falling is just spot the fuck on. Uh, it, yep. No, I mean, dude, 529 underscore J 
in my opinion, is is one of the best, if not the best, Star Wars humorists. Yeah. In, in terms of crafting scenes that are funny. Yeah, he's fucking incredible. Just, at it. There, there's a ton of them. If you check out at five two nine underscore J, he's got a ton of them. Uh, just, just I can think back over 2021 of all the shots we featured, and and some made the top five. So, uh, yeah, just I, I love. I love the serious Star Wars stuff, you know, the the, the the battle scenes and like the 1-6 shooter and Jason B. Michael quality stuff. But there's something about Star Wars humor where it's just like, yeah, it speaks it does, to me. Yeah, man. It's like, it's just fun. Like, you know, because Star Wars is a fairly, fairly serious franchise if you think yeah. about it. Uh, and when you see like these serious, especially on the, on the Imperial side, and when you see like the, these serious characters, these ne'er-do-wells, in situations where they look like buffoons, I don't know. Yeah. It's just it, it, it's magic Dude, it's, to me. That's why, like people like Black Series Clips, who's like essentially kind of bringing back the old robot chicken Star Wars stuff. I mean, like that shit's so funny because this shot reminds me of Robot Chicken so much. And then yeah. also, like I sent you a YouTube video when we were talking about <laughs> Dude, that was great. It was there was yeah, yeah. it was fucking awesome. The, and he really, they like, he gets out and, you know, he's, he's just doing whatever. It, it, Boba Fett essentially has a dream while he's in the pit, in, in the Sarlacc pit that he gets out. And it, it's fucking funny as hell. There's also been a lot of people uh, regurgitating that clip of Patton Oswalt from Parks yeah, and Rec. where he's standing up. <laughs> where he essentially lays out the exact means for how Boba gets out of the pit. So oh, it's, it's funny stuff. It's awesome stuff. Uh, awesome stuff. All right. So... Thank you very much at 529 underscore J. Your stuff is always appreciated in this household. Um, next up, we have at Intergalactic Raptor ringing in the holiday season with Santa Yoda and then little Grogu elf along <laughs> with him. So what we see is uh, is Yoda. R2. Uh, yeah, Rudolph, Rudolph R2. R2. Yeah, you get the, there's a Porg in yeah, there as well. A, yeah, the the Porg is standing up there with Grogu. So what we see is is Yoda dressed in a you know a Christmas sash with his Santa hat on in a sleigh filled <laughs> with Christmas presents in a bag. Then you have like I said, little Grogu elf on there with uh, a porg right next to him. And then who's pulling the sleigh? But Rudolph R two D two. And I mean the scene itself is just so expertly set up. You have Christmas trees, the the fake <laughs> snow, the sled, every like everything is like put together done to a T yeah. and it just works so well for like a nice little holiday star Wars treat from at intergalactic Raptor here. It's just beautifully done. There was really like the, the community this year in particular did fantastic work to honor the holidays through their passion for star Wars. I only featured a few. I think I, I, I shared almost all of them, at least to our story because a lot of them were fantastic, but uh, intergalactics stood out. I just like the idea and the setup, you know, uh, R2 as the reindeer, Yoda as Santa, Grogu as an elf. And, you know, obviously when you throw a Porg in there, it's just a, a nod to the, to the franchise. I just, I, I really enjoyed this, this setup from our buddy intergalactic underscore Raptor, who we just talked about, I think two weeks ago with his, uh, uh, Kermit family yeah. and, and Yoda family fishing yeah. trip shot. He, he's so been on, fire. on a roll here on a roll. For sure. All right. Next up we have at Johnny 1300 
And this shot is just so clean. Like I was scrolling through our feed and I was like, oh, there must be like a Mando something that happened because I thought it was just a shot from the fucking show. Yeah. That's a still yeah. man movie like, still it stuff here. Excellent. So what we see is Mando gun gun race kind of up at his side. And then right mm-hmm. behind him is uh, IG-11 gun raised up to the side. And I mean, it. this is like you said, Matt, it's a movie quality type of shot yeah. here. I mean, just expertly done from Ad Johnny 1300. It's just the, um, the, the, the lighting. And then I don't know if there's, a, I, I believe there's some color grading going here, but it does. It just, it has that that still quality to it right when uh, Din and IG walked into that bunker that they finally got into. And, uh, you know, IG's like, I sense a life form and they find him, and he wants to blow him away. And then we know the rest of the story, but it is just, I mean, these are, these are hot toys and it's just, it is, it's, it's the lighting. And then I, I don't want to speak out of turn cause I do not know, but I, I believe Johnny used some very specific, uh, color grading here to kind of give it that that cinematic look yeah uh, at least to the tone of the yeah. shot i mean awesome work at johnny 1300 very very beautiful stuff next up this one like at tong wars if we really wanted to could probably make the top five every week with shots like this because he's got like this perfect like kind of muddy sandy area where he can go to and just get like perfect really golden is. hour shots and what we have here him and him and chess picks yeah. like i think chess picks is like northeast coast so he can make it out to like a very flat unpopulated beach that just gets killer sunsets and uh, sunrises but yeah tong has like a secret spot yeah. too like nick said where you get this like glass still water that provides amazing reflections yeah. Uh, but yeah, this, this a little backstory on this, Nick, this isn't the actual Lego razor crest that you can buy in stores. This is someone's MOC that they came up with and then Tong built, I think based on the directions or he's just using it as a loaner, but this is a fan cooked this up on their own, like a Lego creator. Yeah, that's, there's no directions. This was all just, they know what bricks need to be used where, and here that's we go. That's fucking wild. So yeah, it's nuts, man. That's yeah, crazy. But, I mean, what, so what we're seeing is just the, the razor crest kind of landed on a beach, but it's positioned perfectly to where you get the full reflection of the razor crest in the water that it's right by. And then this beautiful kind of like cloudy day with the sun peeking through the clouds right over the, uh, the top of the crest. The hood, basically. I mean, it is a beautiful, just beautiful. I mean, even if the razor crest wasn't there, it would be a beautiful environmental shot. But, you know, adding the razor crest, catching that perfect reflection off of the water. I mean, it's just top notch stuff all around at Tong Wars on IG. Um, always here, a good here. follow for sure. Um, next up, this is a first first timer here in the top five. This is at Vic Bezine, Bezane, V-I-C-B-A-Z-A-I-N-E. And it's a. Uh, it's almost like a, like we're, we're terrible at, at art types here. So it's almost like a, yeah, who the fuck knows yeah. what this style is, but it's like, it's like Vic almost scratches a character into existence, yeah. you know, like just, like just real quick, sharp brush strokes yeah, and w- end up somehow forming a great looking Boba Fett holding the yeah. dark saber. I mean, it's, it's hard to describe. I mean, when I saw this, I was like, man, I wonder if like Daz is this, is this like a new style for Daz Tibbles? But 
Vic Bazine comes in and he's got like it is it's a completely black background and then like you said almost like scratched into it is this incredible image of Boba Fett holding the dark saber it looks gritty it looks like I mean this is like an awesome it's very unique like I have not really seen this specific style of art before yeah. and that's Initially, what caught my eye, uh, I, I think Vic got word of us, at least maybe follow Super Scoundrel and saw him tagging. Uh, but th- this was a new tag from Vic, and I'm, I'm glad they, they found us because I don't know. Like, Vic, if you end up listening somehow or, you know, Devin, if you're in here, what the fuck style is yeah. this? Like, we, we can't even, I don't even know if we can call this real ass paint. It's just like... Charlie just got these like black sheets and if you etch off the black it reveals color underneath okay, yeah. and there's like you know characters and stuff that's what this feels like to me I still don't know what the fuck to call it outside of rad yeah no dude it's rad and and uh Vic has his own store frontier which is the same site that that super scoundrel uses and he sells shirts and he's got an awesome Christmas uh den and Grogu shirt he's got a Morpheus from like the, he's got the Lawrence Fishburne Morpheus shirt. He's got an awesome Kylo shirt. Um, I mean, lots of good stuff from him too. So if you want to check out his his art uh, store uh, at Vic B A Z A I N E on IG and click that link tree to see his store frontier. He's got some awesome stuff up there. So and Nick, yes, this print or this shot just reminded me. Guess what showed up day after Christmas? Oh, what? Uh, my Master Effects Dark there Saber. You go. I'm holding it up right now on the live there stream. There you go. The- this is a this is a well made blade. I, I know I don't think it's as good as the ones you get at Disney, but the the whole hilt is fucking diecast. Nice. Like it, it's yeah. metal as hell. Like there there's some weight to it. I don't like where they put the buttons. There's like a a clash button and a I'm stabbing it into steel so it gets all red and orange yeah. button. Yeah. Here, let me let me fire it up. Oh, look at that. That looks great on the live stream. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at this. It's like we're a real YouTube channel. <laughs> but it, it's like right where you want to hold it. So sometimes you're like, you're it. turning the damn blade off. Yeah. yeah. See, that's your. There you go. You got some. Now, if I want to stab through something, you got to hold it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, but no, that, this thing's sweet. the Master Effects line has definitely gotten better. Um, I, I, I do 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 all of them. The, the the ones you just got, Nick. Does it require a fucking Allen wrench to put the blade in and out uh, and the charge the battery pack? No, but some of them do. Some of, I do have a okay, saber. Well, that, this I, one does. I like, do have a saber that has an Allen. Wrench. I can actually fully take the black blade out and put like another metal piece in here. This little metal piece. There's like a. It's just like a cartridge that fills it when the blade's not in there. But you 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 have to crank on this thing with an Allen yeah. wrench to get it open or to remove the back. I do like that it's a rechargeable battery pack. I, that's a nice touch versus Switching you know putting batteries. double A's in there and forgetting and years later they explode and you have fucking acid <laughs> rot in your battery compartment. Yeah. But all right, sorry, a little bit of a tangent. Vic reminded me with his excellent art that I too now have a dark There saber. we go. Awesome stuff. All right. All right. Back to it. Next up. And this top 10 is at Kill Cutter Photo, and he's got... Real quick, before you get into this, did you see what happened to this artist? Kill Cutter, I know he's, he had an article written about him on io Yeah, he got, he got picked up by uh, Gizmodo. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Like a whole like a, like a whole 15-shot feature on Gizmodo. So, you know, anytime people from the community go 
mainstream. That's like, hey. That's huge, yeah. You've, you've done something right, so sorry. Con- congrats, though, Kill Cutter Photo. I'm sure that was a... That's a lot better than getting on this Star Wars Time Show Top <laughs> <Yeah>. 5. <laughs> I can hey. tell you that for free. I mean, this show, with uh, shots but, like this, I can see why he yeah. would get picked up by big sites. I mean, what we see is... This is probably the best shot of Phoenix Squadron that I've ever seen, if I'm going to be <laughs> honest like, with you. It could be on a poster yeah. like, hey, we, we kick ass and take names, join the Phoenix Squadron. Exactly. You know, like, I want you, like Uncle Sam. Yeah, I mean, so we see the full Phoenix Squadron in formation. You have Kanan and Ezra with, with lightsabers ignited, everybody else in battle poses. And then this this massive explosion in the background where you can see, like, Stormtroopers getting fucking roasted and I don't know, man, like the the setup and the post in this shot was so well done that like it immediate as soon as I saw it, I was like, holy shit, like this. Oh, it, this yeah, it stands out a little yeah, bit. It's a little <laughs> it bit for out. sure. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Kill Cutter since coming back as Kill Cutter photo has been on like next level creations because remember he started as, as kill cutter and i think cutter. someone jacked it uh but yeah i mean look and we featured some i mean look at the one with luke and the abominable snowman it, that I mean, one was so wonderful. good you featured that as wonderful well i almost mashup. put that up there in the top yeah, five the, as well darth maul at the bottom of the pit i mean the, the boba fett on the uh, corpses mountain it just E.T. with a lightsaber. I mean, I'm telling you, that, that I like the way this guy thinks and can clearly execute with practical and then that fantastic digital skill that he uh, also has yeah. here. I mean, it's just beautiful work all around. At Killcutter underscore, or not not underscore, at Killcutter photo on Instagram. Uh, this shot and then, like Matt said, the ones that he kind of rattled off, all yeah, top qualities. Kick-ass, kick-ass stuff. Uh, we're Coming towards the end, we got three left in the top 10 for to, to welcome us in 2022. And the next one on that list is Kenobi One Toe. So K-E-N-O-B number one, T-O. And this shot here is fantastic. General Grievous at his fucking, you know, most vicious. He's basically uh, on yep. a battlefield cutting through, uh, you know, clo- foot clone troopers. And yeah, exactly. He's got his foot on the neck of a clone trooper on the ground as you see B1s in the background walking past them. B1s on hover uh, or on like the uh, the CIS speeder bikes flying past his head. And then just this background is incredible. This was probably put in in post, but it's this awesome mountainous region, yep. dark clouds in the background. This is a full composite, dude. The only thing that was shot are Grievous and the Stormtrooper. I mean, that's, yeah, that is some incredible... Yeah. Uh, you know, everything digital, else was, digital was brought in through compositing. Yeah, yeah. D- the digital work. Now, I just I, to me, it's a it's a mean looking gr- like Grievous is kind of a mean looking character, anyways. But it, this is a mean looking Grievous right here. I mean, like I said, he's got the got the foot choke going on. He's probably talking some shit, and then he's just gonna stab the guy right in the yeah. head. Yeah, I mean, it's and, just, you know he gets he gets shit done. That's why they call him the general. It's awesome, awesome shit here from at. Kenobi One To, so make sure to go give them a follow. Uh, Kenobi One To has made made it into the top five multiple times, and the, his account needs to get a lot more love. It seems like he he posts, uh, you know, he's been posting uh two two in a row since the. Uh, he's fired up a bit, but year. it kind of has taken a, taken break. a break. I mean, yeah. similar to what I've gone through, and I can tell you right now, 
in these days in IG, if you treat your account like I've been treating, it's it's a dead account. Yeah. Like it's dead. I mean, my account has lost. I think I'm at like 130 followers have dropped since I stopped posting on a regular weekly basis. I'm assuming those are mostly bots because I you, mean, like people don't really if you go have enough through time, and unfollow people. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. If you have enough time to like go through and be like, oh, Haywood Pop hasn't posted in a month. Fuck him. I'll unfollow. I question if you're using your time wisely in yeah. life. Like if you have if you have enough time to do that shit, you, you could maybe like invent uh, the, the, the next great technology that that takes humanity into the stars. All right. Uh, so I, I think it's mostly bots, but Haywood Pop's dead. It's fucking dead. Like, it's just dead. It's just rotting away. And if I share something and don't share something again the next day, the, the, the post just dies. You really have to be active daily on Instagram, post daily, or at least multiple times a week to really get it to juice these days. Yeah. So you're right. I mean, uh, Ken should have way more of a following, but I'm sure the account's buried because the the IG algo gods don't see it as being highly active. So sad. So sad. But hey, we're we're shouting them out. Go give them a follow. Um, good right. good shit. Next up in the top ten, we have guillaume.gh4. So this is G U I L L A U M E dot G H four. And it's just a clean, awesome Vader shot. Sometimes those are that's all you need is just a clean Vader shot. Then and that's what we have from Guillaume. And it's Vader. He's on a battlefield flanked by two stormtroopers in the background. But he's just got this awesome kind of like, you know, one leg up pose, saber ignited, awesome background that's got some uh some blur to it. And it just captures the essence of like almost like a regal style Darth Vader where he's like standing it, above it, it, a battlefield like a, that he's just conquered. It, it's a Vader hero pose, yes, if that makes yes. sense. Like it's very appropriate for Vader. You, you know, Vader wouldn't be sitting there like with his hands up like, yeah, I just fucked all you up. No, he, he's as stoic as it gets, even when he, you know, lays down severe amounts of chaos in death yeah. he's still very chill monotone i hate myself i hate my life i killed my wife like that that's all that's going around in his head until his son snaps him the fuck out of very it. true very true so awesome shot there at guillaume.gh4 on the ig and to close out the top 10 this kickoff 2022 we have at press pause photography with underscores. The Boba Fett that could actually fight. I know, yeah. This is like, he, he saw episode one of, of Book, and he was like, you know what? I need to take a shot where, where Boba Fett's actually kicking some ass. So what we actually have here is the Nomad Fett shot. Uh, you can yeah. still see Din in the background. You see Finnick in the background. This is likely from it's their a, fight like on Tython. It's like a Tython, Tython moment. Yeah, this, exactly. There you go. And he's just fucking up Stormtroopers with this gaffy stick. He's got the stick in hand. He, you can already see... Uh, two stormtroopers at his feet, and then he is bringing another one to heal uh, with the gaffy stick. Awesome facial yeah, I, expression. I like, do you see the trooper? Yeah, the trooper's got his hands up like, yeah, please don't, don't hit do me. It. I'm yeah. sorry. Don't cave in my skull. This is a mistake, but I guarantee you Nomad Fett finishes the job there. And I mean, press oh, pause yeah. photography has won, I think in 2021, maybe like the 
the account of the year with his growth and then like what he's been doing with his with his photography. He's done some <coughs> really awesome stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I've, I'm always happy to see a press pause shot hitting the top five and hitting the feet. That fucking that figure actually looks pretty good. That's that new. I think this is an official Black Series Tython Boba. Gotcha. And and press pause actually makes them look pretty great, but it's not great enough to where I want to buy them. I think I've <laughs> quite. I think 2022 is it. I, I I'll be surprised unless I had something on pre-order. I'll be surprised if I buy Black Series this entire You're just year. Just going with the if Barbies. I if I can pass on Fennec and and Boba and shit like from that wave, I think I've broken free. Think is the key word, hey. but so far so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and hey, look, <clears throat> that's the top ten. And that's the end Woo. of our show to kick off 2022. Right. So Matt, let's, let's ring in the new year with our, with our send off with our usual dance. Okay. Well, if you're on the live stream, you can see me shimmying and I am shaking. And I'll tell you what, I did not expect we'd go for 242, but you never know when two star Wars bros don't talk for a week straight. <laughs> sometimes they get diarrhea of the mouth, but Hey, here we are. We're at the end. E194, we're about to put the bed. But before we say goodbye, if you are watching right now and you're not subscribed on YouTube, just, just take care of it right now. It's easy. You look down there, subscribe, click on the little bell so you'll get notifications. I actually have gotten pretty decent at scheduling the streams now, so you at least get a reminder 30 minutes before we go live. Um, but if you don't want to fuck around with that right now, that's all right. Shimmy and shake your beautiful little behinds over to StarWarsTime.net. That is home base on the internet as well as our at Star Wars Time Show on Instagram. Those are our two main platforms. Uh, but over on StarWarsTime.net, again, this is where you can find all the jump-off points to the available platforms. If you prefer the audio-only version of the show, go to StarWarsTime.net. If you prefer the live stream and you're listening to the audio-only uh, version, go to StarWarsTime.net. Scroll down a little bit. There's a handy-dandy subscribe button for the YouTube channel. Or if you prefer doing things manually, just just go to your Google machine and search for Star Wars Time Show. I promise you something will pop up. Maybe some negative reviews. Maybe something about the crazy guy that, that's unstable. But you get the point. We're out there. We're on the net. We need more people to fall in line with Star Wars Time. All right? Because there truly is, even for the angry fans... There is always time for Star Wars time. We're going to have some Star Wars time tomorrow morning when everyone gets up or stays up to watch the Book of Boba Fett S1E2. So another reason to get in the know with a Star Wars time show through StarWarsTime.net because my breakdown is going to go there first. It's going to be on YouTube. So if you're interested to hear what I think or what the show thinks of the Book of Boba Fett Episode 2, YouTube sub, get it done. The video will be out tomorrow before 9.30 in the morning because I'm crazy, all right? But there really is. For me, it's no big deal because I know there's always time for Star Wars time. For you all, we just need you to get down with that mantra. Say it. Repeat it. There's always time for Star Wars time. There's always time for Star Wars time. There's always time for Star Wars time. Hoorah, hoorah. There's always time for Star Wars time. Hoorah. All right, let's go to bed. Let's go. It's time to put this show to bed. <coughs> There's a few coughs for you, maybe a burp. There you go. Bonus. See, this This is like, uh, 
This is like our stinger. If you've watched our whole movie, <laughs> now you're getting all the bonus content of me singing like an asshole, burping, and getting ready to have a coughing fit. So just remind those holdouts, if they do choose to listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with them. Always. Always.